Live on the Exeter Sports Network, it's Exeter Baseball. Brought to you by the new Birdies Inn, 160 Old Friedensburg Road in Exeter, and Prime Auto Service, 3150 St. Lawrence Avenue. Now to the broadcast booth, here's your announcer, Mike Boyer. Good afternoon, baseball fans, and welcome to the Exeter Sports Network's presentation of Exeter High School Baseball. This is Mike Boyer, and I will bring you all of today's actions for this Burks 1 matchup between our Exeter Eagles and the Wilson Bulldogs. I am joined by my partner and the man behind everything that happens here at JG Media and the Exeter Sports Network, Mr. Jerry Gilliff. How you doing, Jerry? Doing well, Mike. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. You excited about today's game? I am. I think this is going to be, though, though Wilson doesn't have a, a wonderful uh, record, I think we're in for a game. I agree with you. I think we're going to have a very entertaining and interesting game before us today. Uh, as you said, the uh, the Bulldogs com come in 0-4 uh, to this Burks 1 matchup. The Eagles come in 4-1 and and looking to build on their come-from-behind win last Friday uh, against the uh, Raiders of Twin Valley in that 3-1 score that we uh, I was here to watch. Uh, as you said, while the Bulldogs are looking to get um, put an end to their four-game losing streak, uh, and they've seen them drop very close games to... Berks County favorite, uh, the Governor Mifflin Mustangs, and then also District 1 favorite, uh, the uh, Wildcats of O&J Roberts. So uh, it's been a very interesting two weeks here to start the season. Uh, Jerry, Exeter needs this game, though, I think, to show that they're ready to stake a claim for the Berks County title. Well, every victory gets you a step closer, right? And from what we can see, you know, if you can play a game based on stats, I think this is an Exeter win. Well, stats are one thing, but we've got to play the game. And again, the Bulldogs are looking to right the ship and get back into Wilson baseball. I know Coach Rakugli is looking to get out here and make a run at this Berks County title. Uh, last season, the Bulldogs finished second in the county, but were the District 3 champions, uh, defeating Governor Mifflin after they had lost that Berks County title to them. So as I said, it should be a very interesting matchup and a very competitive game uh, to call this afternoon. I'll be back to take a look at these teams closer right after this. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Quenching the thirst and filling the bellies of Berks Countyans for over 180 years, the new Birdies Inn in Exeter Township is open again under new ownership. Known for the best burgers in Burks, come check out the new inside renovations and visit the spacious deck when it opens in the spring. Great food, great people, great prices, and live music every week. The new Birdies Inn is located at 160 Old Friedensburg Road in Exeter Township. There's always something new with the old inn. And now back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network. And we're back here to Rifeson as the Eagles have taken the field here to get this game started shortly. Should be a great pitcher's matchup. Exeter will roll out their senior right-hander, Luke Weller, and the Bulldogs will send out their senior right-hander, Cole Lehman. Uh, Lehman is, is one of those top recruits in the area for Berks County. He'll be going to Lehigh next year, and Luke Weller is one of the top all-around players in the county, uh, batting over 500 this year. Uh, Luke has a 500 batting average and a 588 on-base average out of the four-hole for the Eagles. So it should be very interesting uh, what we're going to see here today. Taking a look at today's lineup for the Bulldogs, they'll bat the center fielder Fernandez first. 
followed by Francis, second baseman. They're all Berks County first baseman. Ruben Livingston will bat third. Kols uh, Sokolski in right. Gensler will be the DH for uh, Lehman today. They'll put Jake Cope in left field batting sixth. Tommy Huntsinger, the sophomore, playing third base today, will bat seventh. Shutter, the catcher, eighth. And Billadou, the shortstop, will bat ninth. For the Eagles, you'll see Owen Wisner leading off today playing left field, followed by Alex Kelsey, the center fielder. Brady Hanahoe, the second baseman, as we said, on the mound for the Eagles today. Senior righty Luke Weller. Um, he'll throw to his battery mate, Chase Cupid, who will bat fifth. Colin Payne, the right fielder, will bat sixth. Devin Sheeran will bat seventh to play third base. At first base today, batting eighth, number 13, Nick Sider. And rounding out the nine here for the Eagles will be the shortstop, number two, Carter Cordora. So again, Wisner, Kelsey, Hanahoe, Weller, Cupid, Payne, Sheeran, Sider, and Cordora to face Fernandez, France, Livingston, Sikulski, Gensimer, Cope, Hunsinger, Shutter, and Billadou. And Luke Weller's just about finishing up his um, warm-up pitches here, and we'll be underway shortly. Taking a look at Luke Weller on the mound this year, um, Luke comes in with a 3.39 ERA. He's 0-1 of the season with one save. Uh, this will be his second start of the season. He's been in three games. Has pitched 10 and a third so far, given up nine hits, six runs. Five of those are earned. Four walks to 14 strikeouts. He has hit one batter. And he's faced 46 batters this year. He's averaging about 15.7 pitches in inning, Jerry. Like to see him stay right there at about 15 today to keep his pitch count down. Well, th that's uh, that's the goal of the pitching coach, isn't it? That is, and Carl Slark will, will certainly be mindful of that as uh, we're about to get this game started as the Eagles have broken from the mound here. Cupid and Weller going over the last-minute instructions are here. A uh, little bit of a scouting report, what they want to do against this lineup as they'll face uh, Rafael Fernandez coming into the day, batting 273 on the season so far, the center fielder. Three hits and 11 at-bats. He has scored four runs. Um, one of the things you've seen so far out of Wilson, a lot of strikeouts. A lot of their guys are two-to-one strikeout to walk. Fernandez, six strikeouts and two walks, no RBIs. And we're about to get underway here as Weller is in the wind. And here comes the first pitch of the afternoon. It's a high fastball for a ball. So, again, uh, good velocity. Luke Weller throws the ball hard, throws a nice breaking ball, a changeup, and a slider as well. Exeter in their gray pants with the blue piping, black shirts, the blue numbers. Wilson in their red shirts with the gray pants and the red piping. And that second pitch is in for a ball as well. And Fernandez is up 2-0 here in the count as, look, look, as Luke looks to settle in here uh, with this leadoff batter for Wilson. Got some vocal teams here, Mike, vocal teams. Well, again, we talked about both teams really need this game. Um, you know, Wilson has already lost one Burks one game and Exeter needs to show them that they can show that they can win at the Burks one level and be successful. Count goes to three and zero. Fernandez should be taking all the way here, at least one, if not two, strikes. And that's ball four, four straight in a row. Fernandez and Wilson's got their leadoff batter on. And Jerry, we talked about this last week or two weeks ago. Eighty-two percent of leadoff walks score. Now, it's not to say, like you said Pete Rose the other day, I'm talking the leadoff batter of every inning. If they walk, it's usually they come around to score 82% of the time. So Exeter's got their hands um, 
little bit in front of him here. That'll bring up Charlie France, the second baseman, as well as throws over to first base. Sider puts a tag on, but Fernandez is back easily. France comes in today batting 222. He's two for nine of the season. He's back in the box. Weller again throws over, knocked down there by Sider. Fernandez back easily. So, Mike, it's not that I doubted your 82% figure. I just heard half of what you said because I wasn't paying attention that time. Weller's up again here with another ball. That's five in a row. Thank God we're not at Texas A&M with a crowd to be chanting six, 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 six. Um, what they do at Texas A&M, for the opposing pitcher at least, is if he walks on four straight pitches, they start chanting five, 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 five. The whole crowd's chanting five. See if they can get to six, to seven, to eight, <laughs> so on. <laughs> it's a great little psychological game. Oh, it's a beautiful tradition there. Texas A&M has a lot of tradition with their baseball team. Um, so again, Hannah Ho comes in to talk to Weller, trying to settle him down. Luke's been up here the whole time. Let's see if he's landing on his heel a little bit more, letting the ball go up. Nope, that's a little out. So France is ahead 2-0 as the Bulldogs have not seen a strike here yet. He should be taken all the way. I wouldn't be surprised if Fernandez cut his lead down here knowing that first base coach Mike Zin uh, third base coach Mike Zintex probably gave the take sign here. That is up again. 3-0. So Weller struggles here to start this game off. Seven straight balls. And he throws over again to first base. Fernandez back, plenty of time. You know, a lot of fastballs here, Jerry. If I were Weller, I'd start throwing a breaking ball just to throw a different pitch. He's been throwing all fastballs, seven in a row. There's a strike, though. Just to get a different rhythm going. Just absolutely get a different rhythm going, get a little different uh, hand slot movement there. But, uh, you know, certainly does not want to go to the on-deck hitter, uh, Ruben Livingston hitting 364 as he waits on deck here. Does Luke have a good breaking ball? He does. He, like I said, he does a nice changeup. Here comes the 2-1 delivery. Oh, Weller throws over to first base, keeping Hernandez close. Fernandez dives back in again. He's got a pretty good move to first for a righty. Yeah, he does. You know, and, and first base coach Bill Underwood making sure he's not getting his leadoff runner picked off here, I can tell you that. There's the bunt. That's a strike on the outside corner as well. That levels the count at two and two. So see if Wilson plays a little hit and run here now with the leadoff guy and the two-hole hitter. Again, you know, France struggles a little bit. He's batting 222 on the season. Might want to see this runner get moving. Open up that right side and see if he can poke something through the right field. Weller steps off, throws over again. Fernandez back. So count remains here, two and two on France, the second baseman. Weller comes to the belt. Here comes the 2-2 delivery. Swing and a miss. Foul tipped into the glove. A cupid struck him out. And that's one big out for the Eagles. So a nice job there by Luke Weller. Threw seven balls in a row just about. Came back and got a strikeout. And that'll bring up Wilson's top hitter and also the Kent State recruit, Ruben Livingston, coming in at 364 in the season. He has three doubles in his four hits so far. And with the on-deck hitter, Ryan Sikulski hitting 143, I would not give Livingston a pitch to hit here. He would get off-speed breaking balls and change-ups the whole time. There goes the runner from first. Pitches up and out. Cupid sails the ball into center field. 
Fernandez on his feet, heading to third. Throw comes into second base, and now, again, as I said before, with first base open, I would put him on right now. Wouldn't even pitch to him here. I got first base open, I got one out, I got a 143 batter on deck. He would not see a strike. He would have to hit everything so far outside. Extra is not gonna bring the infield in in the first inning. So, one and knows the count here in Livingston. Yep, and that's an intentional walk. That's exactly what I would have done. There's no question in my mind I would have, I would have walked him there. Intentional walk, and I'm not going to waste any pitches to pitch to him. The guy coming up right now, the four-hole hitter, Ryan Sikulski, a junior batting 143 on the season, two for 14. And again, this is the guy I'm going to go at. Let this guy. Never let your opponent's best player beat you. It's just a simple rule of sports. Right. I've got Livingston who hits 364. He's an all-county Division I recruit. Why am I pitching to him there? I, said, I think that's a good decision there. He's going to probably take off here for second base, but still, I got 143 at the plate. There's a breaking ball. It's up for Weller. So Colts, he's ahead in the count, 1-0. So Livingston takes a short lead off first. Now he steps out a little bit further, but not a very big lead. Now he continues to creep. Here comes the pitch. Swing and a miss right by him. Delay steal. Delay steal for Livingston. He gets the second base. That was a better throw to second, Mike. It, it it was it was a delay throw, but yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> it was a better it, throw. It was a better throw. <laughs> Needed to get the bad one out. There it is. And again, now I'm going at this batter, and and the next hitter is uh, batting 083 on deck. So again, right here's my inning. And again, little flare out. Again, great job of pitching around the best bat there. There there's no harm there. A little line drive to second base. Hanaho. Makes the easy catch, and now there are two outs, and Weller can see his way out of this right now by getting the out here on Lucas Gensimer, a senior batting 083, one for 12 in the season. And again, Jerry, as I'd said, I would not pitch to Reuben Livingston all day today. He would not see a strike all day today. Well, it's gotta be situational, too. Well, absolutely, but again, I I'm not pitching to him if I don't have to pitch to him. Ooh, so oh, they, he they're going to call Definitely. the swing there, absolutely. So check swing, no good there for Gensmers. It makes it one and one count here. Runners on second and third, two outs here in the top of the first inning for the Bulldogs. As they have their number six, uh, number five hole hitter up, the DH, Lucas Gensmer. Weller from the stretch, delivers foul ball, way behind the fastball there, and Weller jumps ahead here, one and two. I would not speed up his bat here. He would get a high fastball here, one and two. as Devin Shearing throws the ball in from the foul ball and Coach Freeze misses it there. But Chase Cupid gathers it up and so we're ready to go here. One and two here on the six hole hitter, a uh, five hole hitter, Lucas Gensimer. Well from the belt, one two delivery, 
A little flare out to second base, and that's going to end the inning as Panaho oh, puts excellent. it away, and Weller's out of trouble. And again, great job of pitching around the, the three-hole hitter, and they get a little pop out to second base to end the inning. Good job for the Eagles. So at the end of one half inning, no hits, no runs, two left on, and we'll have the Eagles come to bat here in the bottom of the first. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Tired of the sticker shock of auto repair shops? Prime Auto Service at 3150 St. Lawrence Avenue has just the fix. Frank and his crew are efficient, thorough, and have the best labor rate in town. A full auto repair shop, they do state inspections and can conquer any auto repair issue you have. So don't let sticker shock get you anymore. Go to Prime Auto Service. Call 610-401-0376. That's 610-401-0376. Prime Auto Service, also your local U-Haul rental provider. It's the Exeter Sports Network. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Uh. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. And we're back here to Riften for the bottom of the first inning as the Eagles will come to bat. As we said, it'll be Wisner, Kelsey, Hannah and Weller do up for the Eagles to face Cole Lehman, the hard-throwing right-hander from the Bulldogs. Lehman comes in today with a one-point 8-5 ERA. This will be his fourth appearance of the season. He's 11 and one-third innings. Has given up just three runs on three walks. 18 strikeouts. He does a very nice job of mixing up his pitches. He scattered eight hits. He is 0-1 of the season. And he'll face Owen Wisner here, the left fielder for the Eagles. Wisner comes in batting 250 on the season. He's 4 for 16. Has been on base though. 8 for 20. A 400 clip. And so, chance here to get the Eagles right on the uh, Scoring track with Owen Wisner leading off the left fielder. Third base and Tommy Hunsker plays way in here as the first pitch is a fastball down into the dirt. Ball one to Owen Wisner. Lehman stands slightly angled towards the third base dugout. Steps back, drives the leg up. Here comes the pitch. That's a ball up. It's 2-0 to Owen Wisner, Exeter's left fielder. And there's a strike poured in there by Lehman. 2-1 to Owen Wisner. Mike, you said you wanted to keep uh, Weller at 13, 14 pitches? I think he had 14 pitches that first inning, right? He had 14 pitches. I actually had that on my pitch count this time. So, But I see you guys, so I'm not going to worry about it anymore. And there's a swing right through the 2-1 uh, fastball to level this count at 2-2. Two two. See if we get an off-speed pitch here, Jerry. Let's see a little breaking ball. Nope, fastball nope. outside corner, missed outside. That makes a full count here. Redundancy is the key, Mike. 
<laughs> in case you fail, I'm there to pick you up. And I appreciate it. <laughs> and he walks and pitches low and outside. So Exeter has a leadoff walk. That'll bring up the center fielder, the sophomore, number one, Alex Kelsey. Alex having a real fine start to the season this year, batting 357. Wisner does have one stolen base on the year. Um, the catcher for the Bulldogs is, uh, as we talked about before, Jordan Shutter, a junior. Kelsey squares the bunt here. Ball is inside. Wilson's going to run the third baseman down to cover the bunt. Pitcher has the right side of the infield. That's the first base side. Third baseman has the left side. Kelsey up in the box. Crowd the plate. Squares again. Fouls it straight back to the screen right behind us here. That evens the count at one and one. Big lead off first. Yep, leading to the right too. Kelsey does not square here. As Lehman throws over to first base, no tag put on there by Livingston. The throw was high. Wizner got back standing up. From the set position. Lehman throws the 1-1. It's up. Kelsey swings at it. A little hit and run action. Wisner, he is out got at him. second base. Nice throw there by Jordan Shutter from behind the plate after Kelsey swings through it late, trying to protect the runner. No avail. That was an excellent throw to second. It was a very nice throw right on the bottom. Comes the one-two, right by him with a fastball. He struck him out. Two quick outs here now after the throw out of the stolen, uh, the would-be base dealer in Wisner. And that'll bring up the number three hole hitter, number four, I'm sorry, number three, the second baseman in the three hole, <laughs> Brady Hanahoe. Brady hits from the left side as he steps in. Blue spikes as we talked about. Here comes the first offering, inside tight. You would think that would have been easy to get out. Number three, the three hole. Playing second base though, which is number four position-wise. Aha. Uh -huh. Comes the 1-0 offering. There's off the oh. hands, fists in the shallow right center field. That's gonna fall for a base hit. Excellent. So Brady Hanahoe fights off an inside pitch for a base hit. That's a little two out possibility here for the Eagles as the King brings up the pitcher, number four, batting fourth, <laughs> Luke Weller. <laughs> Brad Hanno just hit that little looper right into center field there. Once again, we don't have a Brad Hanahoe on the team. That's Brady Hanahoe, senior <laughs> second baseman for the Eagles. And this is senior pitcher Luke Weller coming in, batting 500 in a season. Pitch down there. 1 0 to Weller. Luke is 7 for 14 on the season with three RBIs. He's got three extra base hits, two doubles, and a triple, which was the game winner against Twin Valley as he led off the sixth inning pitch up and in against Weller. Luke led off the sixth inning with a leadoff triple to right field and that pinch runner then for him came home for the winning run as Exeter on to win that game on Friday against the Raiders three to one. And Twin Valley was undefeated 4-0 coming to that game. Hano takes his lead off first base. There's a pitch in the outside corner. 
good pitcher's pitch there by Lehman. Makes it two and one. Coach Rukugli comes out and sets his defense, pushes his third base in the sophomore. Tom Hunsinger back. Swing and a miss right through a fastball. Makes it two and two here to Luke Weller. Got a good crowd on hand here, Mike. Yeah, this is a good game. I see this is a big game for both teams. Lehman trying to see himself out of the bottom of the first here. He's got two outs. 2-2 two -two count on the four-hole hitter for the Eagles. Here comes the pitch, the breaking ball. Hit the right field. It's going to be a foul ball. I'm not sure it'll stay in the park here. Nope, reaches the stands. Weller stays alive there. Count remains 2-2. Two and two. A little bit of a breaking ball there. Stay regular. Defensive set. Stay regular. Ah. Don't play the count as much. Usually like to play the count with the right, right. two and two count. You're gonna favor the front side of the hitter instead of he's gonna pull it. He's gonna be a little more defensive now. Here comes the pitch, ball in the dirt. Blocked by the catcher shutter. And that runs the count full. So let's see if, if Livingston will hold Hanahoe here with a full count. He is gonna hold him. Hanahoe will be going once that front foot lifts right after the set position. There goes Hanahoe, here comes the pitch, ball down. And so, both pitchers have walked two batters here in the first inning. So, Exeter will pinch run for Weller as you can courtesy run for your pitcher and catcher in high school, and that'll put senior backup first baseman Evan Franick on at first base. So Mike, we have, uh, we have a way of identifying certain people who are listening. One of them is uh, Nick Sider's grandmother, Exeter Nanny. That's right. She's tuned in and listening. Hello, Exeter Nanny. So stepping in right now is the Eagles catcher, junior, number 15, Chase Cupid. Chase comes into this game uh, hitting 231 on the season. There's the first pitch in the inside corner. Nice fastball by Lehman. Jumps ahead in the count here, 0-1. Cupid has one extra base hit in the season. It's a double. He's 3 for 13. Uh, he's got on base, 333. So Livingston plays behind Frenick at first base. Shortstop just claps his glove behind Hanahoe. Hanahoe continues to keep his lead. Ripped foul ball into the Exeter on deck circle. Almost took off the head of Colin Payne there. Cubit down the count here, 0-2. Payne ducked nonchalantly, Mike. So we have time call here as Lehman asked Shutter, the catcher, to come out and talk to him. They have him 0-2. Hanahoe got a good lead, did not stop. So let's see if they're looking to change signs here, thinking maybe Hanahoe has the signs at second base. And is passing in, so they're probably going to go over the signs right now. What signal sign they're going for for the pitch selection here? Um, so we'll see what we get here. But again, 0-2 here. Cupid's got to put this ball in play. He is staring intently at the plate. So again, 0-2, two outs, runs on first and second. Hanno cuts his lead down a little bit here. There's the pitch in the inside corner of the plate. Just misses inside, one and two. Get another good pitch there by Lehman. 
So again, two outs here in the bottom of the first. Exeter with a runner in scoring position with Brady Hanno on second base. Here comes the delivery, breaking ball fouled off at the plate. Count remains one and two here to the junior catcher, Chase Cupid. Cupid bats also from the left-hand side, as does Hanahoe. And for that matter, the runner on first base, Evan Frannick, who's the, the courtesy runner, also bats from the left side. So three lefties right now here on the field for the Eagles. Left-handed hitters, I should say. Yes. Layman to the belt. Here comes his one-two offering. Fastball right by Cupid, and that ends the inning. So for the Eagles, they have one hit, no runs, and they leave two on. At the end of one full inning, it is nothing to nothing here at Rifton. We'll be back right after this break for the top of the second. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Don't throw away your favorite t-shirts just because you don't have room to store them. Make them into a memory quilt. Meg's Quilted Memories turns your old t-shirts into a quilt, one that you can cherish for a lifetime or give as a gift. These high-quality, fully customized t-shirt quilts are made right here in Reading. They're perfect to give or get for any occasion, including your favorite 2022 graduate. Meg's Quilted Memories, stitching together your life story. Visit them at MegsQuiltedMemories.com. Quenching the thirst and filling the bellies of Berks Countyans for over 180 years, the new Birdies Inn in Exeter Township is open again under new ownership. Known for the best burgers in Berks, come check out the new inside renovations and visit the spacious deck when it opens in the spring. Great food, great people, great prices, and live music every week. The new Birdies Inn is located at 160 Old Friedensburg Road in Exeter Township. There's always something new with the old inn. And now, back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network. And welcome back here to the Exeter Sports Network. We're in the top of the second inning in the nothing-nothing game. Wilson sends to the plate there left field number 25 senior Jake Cope and the first pitch from Luke Weller is up again in the zone for ball one. Jerry uh, had a chance to eat any of the local establishments lately? I absolutely did. Yes I absolutely have and so did you. Friday nights after the girls softball game that Darren and I called. It's another ball up in the zone here. Cope takes 2-0 count. Here on the Exeter Sports Network we called you and said hey Mike we're going to birdies. The new Meet birdies. Us. The, new, the birdies. new birdies in. And we went there. We had food and booze. What a catch. Oh, there's a fine play in right field on a ball that kept tailing away. Senior right fielder number 12, Colin Payne, with a diving catch along the first baseline down the right field line for the first out. Unbelievable catch by Payne. Well, we know Colin's a terrific athlete. We've seen him in two sports prior to baseball uh, as a quarterback of the football team and the third leading scorer in Berks County for basketball. So nothing really surprises me when he does things spectacular. But that was a fine play here to cut off any chance of a leadoff double for the Bulldogs. The one game that, that we've covered so far, so that's one game that I've seen, 
He, of course, uh, Payne walked off the field with a uh, dirty uniform. Well, I'm glad it was the front of his uniform here in baseball, not the back of it like it was in football a few times. <laughs> well, it pours a strike in there to Tommy Hunsinger, the sophomore third baseman, uh, batting 100 on the season. So, yeah, we went to Birdie's, and uh, we had burgers, and my burger was particularly good, Mike. Uh, I'm sure the burger was made very well. The condiments that you put on it were not choice condiments for any American, but that's okay. Go right ahead. Uh, you know, I had the peanut butter jelly and bacon. And, Mike, you've not lived until you've tasted that. Uh, I've lived my whole life eating burgers with just cheese and ketchup and mustard. As a fly ball was fisted into center field, can of corn right there for Alex Kelsky as he reels it in for the second out here of the inning. Very boring choices on a burger, Mike. Uh, yet, I would think if you took a poll of everyone here in the crowd on what they put in their burgers, I'm thinking ketchup, mustard, lettuce, and cheese would probably be the top of everyone's list. I would guarantee you that less than 1% of the population here would say peanut butter, jelly, and bacon. Okay, how much money do you have on you? Well, everything's in a car right now, so <laughs> I'll say I have $10,000 on me. As well as starts off the catcher, Jordan Scherr, with a strike right down the middle. No, I'm sure your burger was very good, and I, I know when you ordered it, you had said, hey, I, I've had this before. It's outstanding, and, you know, Birdies makes great food, so whatever they're making is good. But uh, my burger was exceptionally good. Um, as Weller throws his, his first curveball of the day here on an 0-1 pitch to Jordan Shutter, and Shutter just kind of backs off and watches it fall right across the plate for strike two. So Weller's up quickly here, 0-2 on Shutter. There's a high fastball, blows it right Excellent. by him for strike three. So a very quick inning for the Eagles. Um, as they go one, two, three here with the Bulldogs as they hit the seven, eight, nine hitters. So at the end of one and a half, it's still nothing, nothing. We'll be right back with the bottom of the second inning here from Wrighton. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Seasons Cafe and Flying Hills scratches your gourmet itch. Chef Joe Church has been serving Redding's culinary community for 35 years with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, galamad, and the house favorite, sautéed soft-shell crabs. Seasons has a TripAdvisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. That's Seasons Cafe in the Flying Hills Center. Check us out on Facebook for hours of operation. Up to US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo GOAT G-O-A-T Acronym Stands for Greatest of All Time As in Spaghetti Sandwiches for Dinner They're my fave Dad You're the GOAT You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network. Then we're back here to Exeter Senior High School as the Eagles come to bat here in the bottom of the second inning. Uh, Jerry, there's a, there's a known myth, folklore, whatever you will, that if you make an outstanding play in the field, you always bat the next inning. And so coming to the plate right now for the Eagles to lead off the bottom of the second is someone who just made an outstanding play in right field, Exeter's senior right fielder, Colin Payne. 
Collin chokes up a little bit in the handle here. As the first pitch pours into him, a fastball up and away for a ball. Collin sports blue batting gloves as his Louisville slugger bat is, a, is an orange bat with blue highlights. Second pitch in there for a strike. Count goes to one and one on Payne. So you're aware, Mike, I've lost track of the pitch count. I'm good. I've got it right now. What, good for what, you. What do you need here? What's the number? For Weller? Yeah. As Lehman throws another pitch right in there. Weller has thrown 23 pitches so far to date. Okay, we're going to try this again. So Lehman ahead, one, two here to the six-hole hitter. Breaking ball, line drive nice. back up the middle. Nice play by the shortstop. Two is left, and Bilodeau makes the play. Nice job there by the shortstop, Trevor Bilodeau. Very nice. Extended his, uh, extended his arm out, grabbed that ball, and uh, just immediately released the first base. Got him by two steps. Yeah, nice job. Worked his way left across uh, the middle of the infield there. Feel it near the second base bag. Made a nice throw to first base for the first out. An easy put out in the book says 6-3. That'll bring up Devin Shearing, the third baseman. He takes a strike right down the middle here. Shearing comes in batting 285, I believe. Just, uh, 294, sorry, 294 in the season. Second pitch, a little up and away there to Shearing. Uh, Devin also has three extra base hits this year. Two doubles and a bomb monster home run that we saw almost at the, the Wanamaker's Eagle up there. And he takes a mighty hack at that pitch right there and comes up empty, falls into the count one and two. Yes, indeed, his swing was mighty that day. Lehman puts his hands above his head, stretching, almost like a Scherzinger. Max Scherzinger for, used to be the Washington Nationals. Uh, would always start that way. He puts his hands over his head to kind of stretch and then goes into his windup. You see a little bit of that from Lehman here. Count evens up here at two and two with a fastball out away. See if he throws something off speed here, Jerry, maybe a breaking ball. And Dan Quisenberry used to do that as well. Uh, Dan Quisenberry threw the ball sidearm way down low. He passed away a few years ago. He had uh, inoperable brain cancer. Yes, he did. And uh, But he, for the uh, Kansas City Royals, was a real big submariner, way down low type of guy. But he did take his hands over his head. You are correct about that. So Sheeran fights this count to full. One out here in the bottom of the second inning. This is the seven-hole hitter, the third baseman, Devin Shearing. Fastball right by him. He swings through it. Third strikeout in the day for Lehman. Two outs here for the Eagles. That'll bring up the first baseman, Nick Sider. Nick comes in batting 286 in the season, two for seven so far in four games. He takes a look at a fastball right down the middle for the first pitch. Nick was at bat on Friday when there was a pass ball uh, against Twin Valley and the ball got lodged in the padding behind home plate and a dead ball was called. And uh, Exeter's winning run, the, the second run of the game, they'd add one more on that inning. But um, uh, Nick later singled uh, slow roll to third base. Now he finds himself down in the count one and two as a fastball goes right down the middle. 
Lehman digs in the glove here. Here comes the 1-2. Fastball right by him. Wow. And that'll end the inning here. At the end of two, it's nothing, nothing. We've had one hit in the game so far. That was a single by Brady Hanahoe, and that's been it. We'll be right back after this break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Tired of the sticker shock of auto repair shops? Prime Auto Service at 3150 St. Lawrence Avenue has just the fix. Frank and his crew are efficient, thorough, and have the best labor rate in town. A full auto repair shop, they do state inspections and can conquer any auto repair issue you have. So don't let sticker shock get you anymore. Go to Prime Auto Service. Call 610-401-0376. That's 610-401-0376. Prime Auto Service. Also your local U-Haul rental provider. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Uh. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. It's the Exeter Sports Network. And we're back here for play. We start the third inning in a nothing-nothing game. Leading it off here for the Bulldogs will be their shortstop, the junior Trevor Billadu. We talked about this last half inning, Jerry, but Luke Weller has thrown 23 pitches so far, and the 24th is a high fastball. So here's the, short, here's the shortstop that made that uh, incredible play. Yeah, nice play up the middle, ranging to his left. Weller pours a fastball in, evens the count at one and one. Yeah, you're right, did a really nice job going hard to his left on a hard hit ball. And gloved it, made a nice throw to first base. Trevor stands in, hitting 125 on the season. He's one for eight. And there's a foul ball backing out of play to the right side that'll reach the rifting communities, hit someone's front lawn. Weller up one and two here. And again, I would not throw anything off speed here. Just try to throw a fastball right by him here. Nine hole hitter for the Bulldogs. In the well, dirt. Weller buries one in the dirt there, a little short. Evens the count at two and two. Great job covering it by the catcher. Yeah, he might throw a little something off speed here. Let's see. Nope, high fastball. Runs the count full here. One pitch and one pitch only. This pitch is going to be right down the middle, dead red. You do not want to walk the, the number nine hole hitter hitting a buck 25 to start an inning. No, that would seem like bad form to me, Mike. <laughs> that would be bad form just because it puts a guy who shouldn't be on base on base without having to earn it. Right. Here comes the full count, 3-2 pitch. Inside, and he walked him. So third walk issued by Luke Weller here, and that'll bring up the leadoff hitter, 
who walked himself, Rafael Fernandez. Dana's got himself all the way to third base uh, where, where he was stranded after he stole second base and there was an error on the throw, letting him go to third base. But let's see what the leadoff man does now with Billadu on first. Here comes the pitch, low and away. I do not believe Luke Weller has started any of the first 10 batters off the strike. I think they've all been balls for the first pitch. And that is not the way you want to pitch from behind. Luke's got to start coming out first pitch strike. Lazy throw to first base, just get the runner back. We said this before, Fernandez comes in batting 273 on the season. He's got three walks to six strikeouts. Weller from the set position, he sets high under his chin. There's a strike right down the middle. Evens the count at one and one. Billadu takes his lead off first base. Weller comes to his pause. Gives a couple head checks over, throws over to first base. Back with no problem is the runner. Trevor Bilodeau, shortstop for the Bulldogs. Nothing, nothing here in the top of the third inning. Weller comes set, here's a bunt attempt on a breaking ball. Fernandez pulls it back and takes it for a ball, two and one. But Wilson did put the sack bunt on, see if Coach Zintek, the third base coach for Wilson, keeps the bunt on. Again, shearing in at third base now in case there's a bunt. Weller will cover the first base side, the right side of the infield. There's the bunt attempt again. Bunts through it and misses. Quenching the thirst and fill. That was. So with the missed bunt attempt there by Fernandez, it's two and two. So now I'll be swinging away. Two balls, two strikes here on Fernandez. Weller from the set, throws back over to first base. Sire re returns the ball back to Weller. Nice job by Devin Shearing backing that throw up just in case there's an overthrow. 2-2, nobody out here in the top of the third. Runner on first base. There's a fly ball out of play to the right side. Fernandez stays alive, count remains two and two. Are you still doing the pitch count, Jerry? Just I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to do 75 things at once, Mike. I'm the engineer. I don't have to just talk. I, I'm not just a pretty face like you. I have to be functional. I, I just said you <laughs> gave yourself one job. I, I struck him out looking. Right there's a fastball on the outside corner. Nice job by Well to get the first out. That'll bring up the second baseman, Charlie France. France will strike out victim himself in the first. I don't want to put any pressure on you, Jerry, here. If, if you can't do it, let me know, and I'll, I'll keep doing it. But... I thought you said you had it, so I was going to let you run with it. I said something about redundancy. Listen, they Let's sent a monkey clear. to space, okay? So, I mean, there's a lot of redundancy in the world, but... You never told me you'd been to space. <laughs> Ooh, that well, gets a good pitch there on the outside corner. It looks like it was a little up, but we got the strike. I have not been to space, <laughs> though I have been <laughs> on several rides at Disney that make you believe, like Mission to Mars, that you're in space. I think I'd be one heck of a great astronaut. 
Weller throws back over, keeping Bilodeau close at first base. Seems like a fun job. An astronaut? Oh, yeah, man. Well, you, you saw the astronaut who was in space for a year or so grew two inches when he came back. Yeah, I told you what, what my issue would be. Yeah, well, at your height, everything would be an issue. There's a, a sack bunt goes out of play. That will work really well for me. I guess in some aspects, sure. Go up to space for a little while, come back two inches taller. Everybody miss me. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, why not? Let's go with that. Yeah, you'd come back Let's two inches taller. You're right. <laughs> so Weller gets ahead here in the count. You know, we talked about not getting ahead of strikes, uh, getting ahead in the count of strikes. He's 0-2 here on the two-hole hitter. High fastball taken for a ball. Counts one and two now. France looks to third base coach Mike Zintek. See if they put a little hit and run action on here. Trying to get Livingston to the plate with runners in scoring position. Swing and a miss. He struck him out, threw it right by him. Now here's the dilemma for Wilson. They're not going to try and steal this base because if they do, Coach Zintek knows that Exeter will just intentionally walk uh, the hot-hitting Reuben Livingston here. So Livingston was intentionally walked in the first. And he comes to plate here with two outs and a runner on first base. Looks as though they're pitching to him. Well, let's see if he gets a lot of off-speed stuff or breaking balls, uh, change-ups down and away, fastballs up and out, something that is not down the middle. Again, the guy on deck is batting less than 125 right now on the season. Here comes the pitch. Fastball. Base hit in the left field. Made him pay. Yep. I, you know, he had to earn it and kept the ball in the park and a single. But, again, that is the first hit for the Bulldogs today. A single by the three-hole hitter, Ruben Livingston. We talked about he's a Kent State recruit. That will bring up number seven, Ryan Sikulski. Two for 15 on the season so far. Runners again. Uh, Wilson gets two runners on here in the third inning, just like they did in the first. Billadu on second, Livingston on first. Sikulski comes to the plate. Sikulski fisted a humpback liner to Brady Hanahoe in the first, which was the second out of the inning. Now Luke Weller's trying to get him to be the third out of the inning. Here comes a fast, a breaking ball on the outside corner. It's down and away. Ball one. Mike, no offense to the uh, the 124 hitting. Uh, Sikulski, or 143, I'm sorry, hitting Sikulski here. But uh, why would you have him in the cleanup spot? Well, I, I don't know if they have a ton of options as you, as you go up and down the lineup. Right now, the Bulldogs are struggling. I'm sure it's someone they see that's going to get there where they want him to be. It's early in the season, uh, trying to get the swings. You know, you try and protect as best you can Livingston with someone in front of him and somebody behind him. And at this point, when you go through the lineup, at 143 coming in, he's actually the next best hitter in the lineup. In today's lineup, that is. Bill Du jumps around. Dude, seriously? We'll take a look here. Gensmer, the five-hole hitter, hits 083. Jake Cope was 0 for 1 coming in today. Now he's 0 for 2. Yeah. Huntsinger bats 100. The catcher does not have a hit so far in Shutter. He's 0 for 3. And Bill Odu was batting 125, 1 for 8. So even at 2 for 15 at 124, whatever it may be, he's still the top hitting guy in the lineup. 
after you get through the top three hitters. Right, right, right. Weller so. works himself back there with a fastball for a strike. It's two balls and one strike. I'll tell you back, it was 3-1, he walked him. Okay, I've given up on pitch count. Okay. You're on your own. Appreciate it. Astronaut Mike. So Wilson loads the bases here in the top of the third. That'll bring up number six, the designated hitter, senior Lucas Gensimer. As we said, came in today batting one for 13 coming to this at bat. Gensimer popped out to second base to end the first inning and get the Eagles out of a jam and get Weller out of a second and third one-out position. But right now, base is loaded. And again, we talked about getting ahead early here. Lucas got to throw a first-pitch fastball for a strike. You know, make him earn it. Big confab on the mound. Yeah, right now they're just probably talking to Luke, trying to get his breath back a little bit. He's thrown a lot of pitches this inning. He's got the bases loaded. They also want to tell him, hey, do you want to pitch from the stretch? Do you want to go from the wind? What this guy's doing, how he's hitting? Tell the infield, stay back, knock it down, and get it out of any bag here. So here's what we have, folks. Top of the third, two outs. The bases are loaded for the Bulldogs. At the plate is the five-hole hitter, the DH, Luke Gensimer. Bats from the left-handed side. Weller from the stretch, throws the strike, a little up and in, he gets the strike call. All right, there we go. I, I think I, I, I bought a defective uh, headset here. It's one of the ones where you have to tap before you talk. I like that, a little multitasking as you're talking. Second pitch right down the middle for a strike. Gensimer takes that, he's behind the count 0-2. Now here's the thing. Can't really throw something down in the dirt. Pass ball, gives it a run to the base, and our run comes home. So, again, I'm looking to throw a fastball inside as hard as I can right through this kid. Well, from the set position, catcher sets up away. Swing and a miss. He struck you him out. It. Inside fastball, and down goes Gensmer swinging for the third out of the inning. And, again, Wilson puts three runners on base on one hit. No runs. They strand all three. At the end of two and a half, it's still nothing to nothing. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Don't throw away your favorite t-shirts just because you don't have room to store them. Make them into a memory quilt. Meg's Quilted Memories turns your old t-shirts into a quilt, one that you can cherish for a lifetime or give as a gift. These high-quality, fully customized t-shirt quilts are made right here in Reading. They're perfect to give or get for any occasion, including your favorite 2022 graduate. Meg's Quilted Memories, stitching together your life story. Visit them at MegsQuiltedMemories.com. Tired of the sticker shock of auto repair shops? Prime Auto Service at 3150 St. Lawrence Avenue has just the fix. Frank and his crew are efficient, thorough, and have the best labor rate in town. A full auto repair shop, they do state inspections and can conquer any auto repair issue you have. So don't let sticker shock get you anymore. 
go to Prime Auto Service. Call 610-401-0376. That's 610-401-0376. Prime Auto Service, also your local U-Haul rental provider. And we're back to live action here in the bottom of the third inning. Leading off for the Eagles is the shortstop, Carter Cordora. First pitch to Cordora is low and away. It's a ball. Both shortstops are both juniors today, and they both are batting in the nine hole. Let's see if Cordora can get on base just like Billado did in the top of this inning as he sees a strike right down the middle there from Lehman. And it's one and one here to Carter Cordora. Carter comes in with no batting average. There's a line drive right at the first baseman. Livingston gobbles it up for a line out to three for the first out. And that'll turn the lineup over for the Eagles. As Owen Wisner, who walked his first at bat, comes to bat here. Wisner on the season is batting 250. Four walks, three strikeouts to his name. Layman's first pitch. Fastball right down the chute for a strike. Thank you for taunting me by writing 48 under Weller's pitch count for me. I appreciate that, Mike. Not a taunt. I'm just trying to help you out and <laughs> let you know where we're at. There's a breaking ball that misses on the outside half of the plate. It's one and one to the extra leadoff hitter, Owen Wisner, the senior left fielder who throws left-handed but bats from the right side. There's a fastball on the outer half of the plate. Layman's ahead, one and two here. There's a breaking ball. Grounded out to short. Bilodeau up with it. Makes a fine throw to first base for the second out here in the inning. It was a slow roller. Bilodeau came charging from a shortstop position. Gloved it on the run, made the throw to first base. And we have two down here in the bottom of the third inning with the center fielder, Alex Kelsey. Kelsey was a strikeout victim his first time up. Wilson's got a very good shortstop. Kid gobbles up balls, man. There's a mighty hack by Kelsey. He's a thousand back into the screen. Ball bounces back into play. Down the third baseline. The third base comes in, picks it up, throws it into the catcher. The umpire has no clue where the ball is at this point. He's looking <laughs> That's back why you here. were pointing. He's looking back here. I'm trying to point to him. Hey, it's, it's already in play. So Kelsey down the count, 0-1. Lamer from the wind. Here comes the pitch. Down and inside in the dirt, back to the backstop. Retrieved by Wilson's head coach, Sal Rucuglia. Still has great effort and hops left in those legs. <laughs> Sal's a former second baseman for Muhlenberg and Temple back in the day. There's a fly ball, skied out to left field. Left fielder giving chase, gets turned around. It drops behind him against the wall. Kelsey trots himself into second base. He'll get a double with two outs. Ball was in the air a long time. Jake Cope just didn't get back to the wall. Ball fell behind him, and Kelsey will get a double out of that. Again, a ball that probably should have been caught. And left fielder, as you said, got himself twisted around. The thing the outfielder has to do there, Jerry, he's got to race himself back to the wall to find the wall first, then find the ball again. Yep. So he knows where the wall is and where the ball is. Ronnie looking at the ball, he doesn't know if he's going to hit the wall or not, and so he kind of slows down not feeling and trying to feel for the wall and make the catch. You're, you're taught as an outfielder, get to the wall as soon as possible and then find the ball again. So that'll bring up Brady Hanahoe, one for one on the day. Singled up the middle, 
with a little humpback liner in the right center field. I remember Gary Maddox in 1979 against the Cubs at Wrigley Field. Running dead into the wall. Full speed. He did that once, Mike. That's all it takes <laughs> is once. But if you remember watching Gary Maddox play, you will know he was a glider. Long legs, track down balls, just a beautiful stride. Kelsey yep. working off second base. There's a line driving to right field. Here comes Kelsey home to the plate. Here comes the throw. Cut by the first base and the throw. He's across the plate is Kelsey with an RBI single for Brady Hanahoe. And Exeter takes a 1-0 lead on Brady Hanahoe's second hit of the day. An RBI single in the right field. Nice job there by Brady Hanahoe. Turned on that pitch. Drove in the first run for the Eagles. And that'll bring up the pitcher and the four-hole hitter, Luke Weller. Weller walked himself the first thing. Sorry, Jerry, go ahead. No, no, you, you, you. I'm sorry, I jumped in. Hannah, who gets it done again? Absolutely. Here comes the first pitch to Weller. Line drive's going to hit left center field. It's down. Hannah charges the second base. Picking it up is Fernandez. He throws it into the Billadou at short. And Exer has put three hits back to back to back. Giving him one run and runners on first and second. And again, we'll get a courtesy runner for Luke Weller. As we'll get Evan Franick, the senior, back up first base and running for Luke Weller. And the Bulldogs pitching coach, Bill Underwood, asks for time for the home plate umpires. He goes out trying to settle down his pitcher here. As we've had three hits in a row, one run across. And now we have a runner in scoring position for Chase Cupid, the junior catcher, who was a strikeout victim the first time swinging. Again, they, they, they pounded the ball inside the Cupid in the first inning. Let's see where these pitches go here. So Lehman flying along here, got the first two outs quickly, had himself at a, maybe a, a 10 pitch inning. Fly ball misplayed in right field for a double by Kelsey. Line drive base hit to, to, I'm sorry, to left field. Line drive base hit by Brady Hanahoe for an RBI single to right. And then Luke Weller kind of punched one over the shortstop in the left center field, dumping it there for a single. And now we have first and second two outs and Cupid at the dish. So we're back to action. Lehman from the set position. Gives a look back at Hanahoe. Here's his delivery. Breaking ball down. Swung over the top. Does Cupid for a strike one. Like, is Cupid's bat a little shorter? Uh, I don't know. Cupid's like 6'3", so no, okay, I, I bet he's using a 33-inch bat there. Okay. Maybe it's just that his arms are so long that it's... He's a big boy. Um, asked for time as uh, Lehman was coming set. Again, 0-1 here. Chance for Exeter to put up a crooked number on the board with a base hit. Yes, a crooked number. I, I used that over the weekend. There's a foul ball backing out of play. Off the tree, rattles around. It's going to come back down behind the dugout. So 0-2 here on the batter. Junior catcher Chase Cupid looking to put a ball in play and see if they can make something happen. Exeter's got one run across so far here in the third inning. They've jumped out to a 1-0 lead. Frannick off first base. Hanahoe off second. No one really holds Hanahoe. Frank has a big lead to first base. Here comes the pitch. Fastball foul tipped into and out of the glove of Shutter for a foul ball. Cupid's still alive. What do you say, fastball again? 
Well, he swung over top of that breaking ball. He tipped off that fastball. I think we're gonna get a breaking ball here down. Let's see if he swings over top of it again or, or, or drops the barrel into the ball. There's the breaking ball. Swung right over top of it again. Strike three. And that's the third out of the inning. For the Eagles though, one run on three hits. They leave two on, but they jump out to a one nothing lead after three. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Seasons Cafe in Flying Hills scratches your gourmet itch. Chef Joe Church has been serving Redding's culinary community for 35 years with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, galamad, and the house favorite, sautéed soft-shell crabs. Seasons has a TripAdvisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. That's Seasons Cafe in the Flying Hills Center. Check us out on Facebook for hours of operation. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Uh. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger, put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Now let's get back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network. And we're back here as we go into the top of the fourth inning. As Exeter's catcher Chase Cupid struck out to end the inning with runners in first and second. And Jerry, I don't know if you noticed, but one of your favorite players, Rohan Talagata Dadivi was out there warming up the pitcher uh, there in between innings. I did not notice, Mike, but uh, I'm, I'm busy working my magic as an engineer. Oh, okay. Well, great, great job there. Rosie Lee, was out. That's good to R see. Rosie was out. So leading off here in the top of the fourth for the Bulldogs is that left fielder, Jake Cope, number 25, the senior bats from the right side. First pitch is a fastball on the outside corner for a strike. Nice pitch. Cope hit that fly ball to right field in the second inning where we saw Colin Payne make a diving catch in right field. There's a ground ball back up through the middle, field it by Kodora. No, he boots it. Uh, Still has time, makes the throw, not in time. And again, Cope reaches first base on an E6. So that'll bring up the seventh hole hitter, the third baseman, Tommy Hunsinger. Hunsinger hit a fly ball out to center field. A 1-0 game. I would anticipate that Wilson should bun here um, and turn it over to the eight, nine hole hitters for a chance to knock in the tying run. So, Huntsinger steps up. Wellers pick off throw to first base is low. Cope dives back. Good scoop there by Nick Sider, the first baseman, who the aforementioned grandmother of Nick is listening to the game. Nice pick there by Nick. Yes, Weller she pitches. Is. Ball is up and away. Ball one. Huntsinger slides up in the box a little bit here. Let's see if he's bunting. His right foot is way in front of home plate where it should be if he is bunting. Don't want to bunt the ball down to foul territory. He's not bunting. Pitch on the inside half of the plate, little tight. Ball two. So Weller goes 2-0 here to the seven-hole hitter with a man on first base. Jake Cope, 
Got on an error. Well, it gives Cope a look at first. Comes to the set position. Here's a fastball. And 3 0. Weller steps off here. So 3-0 here on Tommy Hunsinger, the third baseman. Weller makes another throw to first base. No tag put on that time by Siders. The ball pops out of his glove when he caught it. So 3-0 to Hunsinger. Here comes the pitch. Ball four up in the zone and Weller walks him. That is Weller's fifth walk of the day to match five strikeouts. And so now Wilson has first and second, nobody out, with the eight hole hitter up the catcher, Jordan Sutter. Shutter struck out the first time. So I would anticipate definitely as Coach Rakuli goes to third base to talk to Coach Zintek that they're gonna make him throw a strike and then bunt. I'm not bunting if I'm not a, I'm not at least down in the count. If I'm ahead in the count, 1-0, 2-0, I'm taking until I get a strike here if I'm Wilson. Make Weller throw him a strike. Luke's got to come out and pour a fastball right down the middle here. This is a strategy session. This is a strategy on both parts here. Both head coaches are out in the field right now. Uh, coach Recuglia usually does not work the bases, so he ran down to his third base coach to talk to him about what he wanted here in this situation. Again, we talked about Shutter, who came in 0 for the season coming into today's game, was a strikeout victim his first at bat, making him 0 for 4 on the season with three strikeouts in his four bats. Can't imagine anything but a bunt's going to be on here. But again, you're not bunting till you get a strike. So. First and second, nobody out. Top of the fourth, one nothing. Exeter lead. Luke Weller threw 24 pitches last inning. Had his pitch count up there. Started this inning at 48. Shutter squares the bunt. Weller steps off. Exeter looks like they're going to run a rotation play here where Weller's going to cover the third base side. They're going to charge the first baseman in. Hanaho, the second baseman, is going to cover first. Now third baseman... Devin Shearing has to make sure the ball's not bunted down the line. If it is, he has to come get it. If not, Weller has the left side, and there's the first pitch strike. Nice job by Luke Weller. Now, So again, they tried to work the second baseman behind the runner at first. They were going to try and pick him off there, and Cupid did not throw the ball. So again, Hanaho cheats to the hole. Shutter the batter, squares the bunt in the box here. Here comes the pitch. Ball is down and away. One and one count here. Again, if you were Wilson, Shutter must bunt this ball on the third base side. Do not let the first baseman who's charging field this ball. Make the pitcher come off the mound and field it. Make the throw. Here comes the pitch. It's bunted down the third baseline. Nice Shearing comes in. Fields it, makes the throw to first. They get the out there on a fielder's choice. Sack bunt though for Shutter. Very nicely laid down bunt. Yeah, he did a real nice job there. Puts runners in scoring position now. So it's second and third, one out with the shortstop. 
Trevor Billadu up to bat here. Billadu's batting 125 in the season here. Now, infield is in for the Eagles with one out in second and third. This runner should be coming home on a ground ball. Let's see if they try and squeeze him home here. Weller from the set position, here comes the pitch. Line drive, right at Hadahoe off his glove, oh. squirts into center field. One run will score. Kelsey misplaced the ball in center, but nothing advances more. Wow. That's a base hit though. We're gonna give Bildo a base hit there in an RBI. Cope scores. Huntsinger gets the third base. It's now first and third with the leadoff batter, Fernandez, 0 for 1 a day with a strikeout and a walk. So, Wilson did try and bunt his second at bat uh, when he struck out when Bildo was on first base. So let's see if they bunt again here. Possibly a safety squeeze. And Jerry, a safety squeeze is where you bunt the ball to third base. If the third baseman fields it, the runner comes with him. If the third baseman makes the throw, the runner comes home. If he doesn't, runner goes back, and there's a push bunt to right side, and it's foul. I'm glad you told the folks at home what that was. That was a straight squeeze there. Runner was coming home no matter what. So in a squeeze play here, the batter must bunt the ball. He has no chance to pull back and take it for a ball. No matter where the ball is pitched, he has to bunt it. So they tried to squeeze that. I'm surprised they didn't go safety squeeze. Safety squeeze now, you try and steal second base and the runner at third reads the play. Here comes the bunt again. Push to the right side, runner coming home. Underhand toss at home by uh, is not successful. Mm. And so Huntsinger now scores. That is an RBI and a sacrifice because it's a fielder's choice. So the sack with the RBI for Fernandez. And that brings up France with still one out. Runners on first and second. Two already across now for the Bulldogs. And now, regardless of what happens, they're gonna have to pitch the living, um, the Livingston here who's on deck. But France, the strikeout victim twice. He's bunting. Pulls it back, takes the strike on the outside half of the plate. Coach Recuglia comes out of the dugout to let Coach Zintek know. Let him hit away here. Don't bunt because, again, they're going to walk Fernandez to load the base. I'm sorry, um, Livingston to load the bases if he does bunt and, and to get the out here. Swing and a miss right through it. Strike. So Weller ahead in the count here. So Weller delivers, breaking ball on the outside half of the plate. Makes the count one and two to France. Second baseman for the Bulldogs. And the extra gets some bullpen action over there on the side. Weller again from the belt. Gives a look to Bill Doe second base. Here comes the pitch. Fastball right by him. He struck him out for the third time today. And that is two down. But that brings to the plate the very dangerous hitter, Ruben Livingston. Came in today batting 364, and he's one for one with a single to left field. Nowhere to put him here. Again, he would not get fastballs, though. If I walk him, I walk him, but he's got to hit my type of pitch. 
not the fastball. Breaking ball, outside. Almost offered at it, but you held back. 1-0. It's a huge spot in the game here as Wilson's put up two runs here in the top of the fourth inning, take a 2-1 lead. Three-hole hitter, Ruben Livingston, all-county player from a year ago at the plate. Weller from the set position, steps off, gives a look back to Bilodeau at second base. Bilodeau with a huge hit in this game. Weller's got to pitch his way out of it right here. Here comes the pitch. Fastball fouled, back and out of play, one and one. Tent situation here, Mike. It, it really is. This is a big part of the game. And that hit by the number nine hole hitter, uh, hitting that ball in the, to off of Hanahoe's glove in the center field, really was a big hit. Breaking ball again on the outside half of the plate, 2-1 on Livingston. On deck is the right fielder, Ryan Sikulski. Sikulski has lined out and walked today. Here comes the 2-1 offering. Foul ball off the back screen here, evens it up at 2-2. Two and two. Now, Jerry, I've said it before, what I would throw this kid, this fastball would be up and in. Not a pitch to hit, a pitch to move his eyes and to move his feet up and in and then come back with that curveball full count. This would not be a pitch for a strike here. Weller and Cupid aren't sure what they want to throw here. Weller steps off, asking Cupid to go through the signals again. Again, this fastball should be up and in, move his feet, move his eye positioning, and then come back with that, that curveball on the outside half of the plate. An attitude adjustment, if you will. I want to change the sight lines right now. Yeah. He's zeroing the fastball coming into two and two. He knows I throw the breaking ball down and away so he can hang over the plate here, bust him in hard here, and then go down and away for the strikeout. Sounds like a plan. Nope, this pitch is going to be up and away. Nope, high fastball. Now it's a full count. So now runners will be off on the pitch as we have two outs and a full count in the batter. I'm not sure why Sider's holding the runner at first base here. Runner can't steal the base. Weller from the set position. There go the runners. There's the pitch. Just off the plate for a ball. And that'll load the bases up here. And so that'll bring up Ryan Sikulski, the junior right fielder. Two for 15 on the season, two walks and seven strikeouts. Bases loaded, two outs for the Bulldogs. Here comes the first pitch as a high fastball. Luke has to slow himself down a little bit here. He's a little too amped up. Overthrowing the ball a little bit. I don't gotta blow the ball by him. Guy's hitting under a buck 40. Throw the ball and put the ball in play. Let your defense help you. There's a strike on the outside half of the plate. Evens count up at one and one. Weller trying to minimize the damage here. Yeah, if he can get out of this right now, bases loaded, two outs, and not give a run from this position, down by a run, 
you know, that's a good job. He's thrown a lot of pitches. This might be his last inning too. So he's got to end it right here. Do not like the breaking ball wow. there. Do not like a breaking ball there again. It's this is not a player you have to pitch around, is it, Mike? Well, I, I'm, he's got to hit my best stuff. My best stuff's my fastball. I'm throwing my fastball here. Right. He's got to hit my best pitch. Weller's delivery. And there's a fastball fouled like off the plate, two and two. Ball came back up and got the umpire there. Coach Cooley walking out. Never hurts to walk out and ask the umpire if they're okay. Trying to get a little bit on your side. <laughs> Maybe get that next close pitch. But again, if I'm Weller, fastball here. I'm not throwing that breaking ball. I do not want to go full count. I want to say 2-2. Two, two. There's a base hit to the right side. It's going to score yeah. to sell through. One run will score. Here comes the second run to the plate. He's safe. And an RBI, two RBI single. For Ryan Sokolsky, a huge blow here. As Livingston gets all the way to third base, Fernandez comes to score, as does Bilodeau. And so a four spot so far here with runners on first and third. Livingston on third and Sokolsky on first, two outs. And that'll bring up This is a pinch hitter, Nick Ruiz. So pinch hitter here in the DH spot, Ruiz. So new hitter in the game here is Nick Ruiz, batting 286 on the season. Sokolsky takes his lead off first base. There's a fastball up and outside, but called a strike for Ruiz. Nice pitch by Weller there. Yeah, good job of coming back. Again, Cupid calls timeout to put a play on here, anticipating Wilson's going to steal first and third. Now, earlier in the game, Wilson delayed steal from this position. So let's see what we get here. Possibly an early steal, see if they can get a ball call. Uh, as they've sent nine hitters to the plate here. Sokolsky takes the lead off first base, not going anywhere. There's a ground ball right side, right at Hanahoe. He fields, steps, throws, throws a wild oh, throw no. away from first base. One run will score. And the Bulldogs have batted around here in the top of the fourth. Now goes an E4, a throwing error on Hanahoe. Livingston comes in to score. Fernandez moves up to third base. So now it's first and third with Ruiz on first base, who's on with an error. As Wilson has now put five runs across this inning. Well, from the set position, there's a line drive dumped into right field for another base hit. And another run will score. As Fernandez comes in to touch home plate. As does Sikulski now. So time called here. Cupid goes out to the mound. Exeter did have somebody throwing in the bullpen. I, di I did not see who it was. 
So the Bulldogs have sent 10 batters. Now the 11th batter here is the third baseman, Tommy Hunsinger. So Ruiz at second, Cope. There's a bunt right back to the Weller. He fields it, and that'll end the inning, but not before a lot of damage is done. Six runs across for the Bulldogs here in the top of the fourth as they take a six to one lead into the bottom of the fourth inning. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Quenching the thirst and filling the bellies of Berks Countyans for over 180 years, the new Birdies Inn in Exeter Township is open again under new ownership. Known for the best burgers in Berks, come check out the new inside renovations and visit the spacious deck when it opens in the spring. Great food, great people, great prices, and live music every week. The new Birdies Inn is located at 160 Old Friedensburg Road in Exeter Township. There's always something new with the old inn. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Don't throw away your favorite t-shirts just because you don't have room to store them. Make them into a memory quilt. Meg's Quilted Memories turns your old t-shirts into a quilt, one that you can cherish for a lifetime or give as a gift. These high quality, fully customized t-shirt quilts are made right here in Reading. They're perfect to give or get for any occasion, including your favorite 2022 graduate. Meg's Quilted Memories, stitching together your life story. Visit them at MegsQuiltedMemories.com. Now let's get back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network. And so we're back live here as we head to the bottom of the fourth inning as the Bulldogs put six runs on the board here. Um, on just two hits and two errors. Um, we'll bring Exeter up here. Colin Payne, the six-hole hitter, the right fielder will lead it off. But again, damage done here. It's now six to one as Wilson and Cole Lehman take this into the bottom of the fourth inning. Got a lot of ground to make up here, Mike. Got to chip away, Jerry, one at a time. There's a ground ball foul by Payne, and he's down in the count 0-1. Now four of those runs are earned. Two of them are unearned last inning. There's the ball on the inside half of the plate. Spins paint around. Evens the count at one and one. Actually, three of those runs are earned, not four. Three of those runs are earned at the six. Swinging a pitch and a high fastball. Evens the count of two and two here for Colin Payne. A lot of ground to make up and very little time to do it. Yeah, well, we've got 12 outs to work with here. Well, now we have 11. As Payne strikes out, looking on a pitch in the outside half of the plate for the first out here in the fourth. That'll bring up the third baseman, the junior, Devin Shearing. Exeter still is someone warming up at the bullpen, so 
I think Weller's day may be done. There's a breaking ball over for a strike. And it's 0-1 to Devin Sheeran. Oh, there's another breaking ball that went about 56 feet in the air as it crashed into the dirt in front of home plate. And it's 1-1 one one to Shearing now. Lehman's 1-1 one, one delivery. Fastball just off the plate outside, 2-1. We talked about Devin having three extra base hits on the season, but right now Exeter just needs him on base. So Cole Lehman hides behind the gloves. He gets the sign in his windup, delivers, throws a breaking ball down and away, three and one to Shearing. Now, five run lead. If you're Lehman, you rear back and throw this fastball as hard as you can right down the middle. There it is, blew it right by him. So that evens, uh, that, that makes the count full, three balls and two strikes. Here comes the full count delivery. Swing and a miss, he struck him out for the second time today. And Lehman comes all the way back for the second strike out of the inning here. That'll bring up the first baseman, Nick Sider. Sider himself was a strikeout victim in the second inning. Lehman, seven strikeouts on the day and two walks. Both of those were in the first inning. He has settled down here, has just been pouring in strikes as he blows one right past Sider there with a swing and a miss, and it's one and one. Nick take his, takes a deep breath, gathers his thoughts. He steps back into the box. Breaking ball, he backs out, and it's right over the plate for a strike. And that's one and two to Nick Sider. Two outs here as Lehman looks to strike out the side as he's got two of three so far. Again, he stretches with his hands high up over top of him, brings the glove back down over his face. He gets a sign, rocks back and delivers. There's a fastball, hop wow, and right man. by Sider, chased out of the zone for strike three. And Lehman comes back and answers a six run fourth with a three strikeout inning of his own. And that'll take us here to the top of the fifth. It's 6-1 Bulldogs here at Exeter. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. After midnight, out in the moonlight, just like we used to do, I'm always walking. After midnight, searching for you. I walk for miles along the highway. Tired of the sticker shock of auto repair shops? Ah! Prime Auto Service at 3150 St. Lawrence Avenue has just the fix. Frank and his crew are efficient, thorough, and have the best labor rate in town. A full auto repair shop, they do state inspections and can conquer any auto repair issue you have. So don't let sticker shop get you anymore. Go to Prime Auto Service. Call 610-401-0376. That's 610-401-0376. Prime Auto Service. Also, your local U-Haul rental provider.
Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager learning the lingo. Today I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying totally, just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, rad just the same. To learn more, visit adoptuskids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. It's the Exeter Sports Network. And we're back here as we go into the top of the fifth inning with Wilson leading it 6-1 to one over the Eagles. Uh, Exeter has a new pitcher in the game here. This is senior righty Ian Wilson. We saw Ian Wilson pitch against Pottsgrove the other week. Um, Weller's line closes at four innings pitch, five strikeouts, six walks, four uh, hits, six runs, three of those earned. Uh, he stands to take the loss here as the Eagles trail six to one. And the first pitch from Wilson is a strike right down the heart of the plate. Second pitch is up and a ball. He's facing the catcher for the Bulldogs, Jordan Shutter. Shutter is 0 for 1 today with a strikeout and a sack bunt, which was a big play that got the, the uh, Bulldogs rolling there as he swings through the second, uh, third pitch here, making it 1 and 2. You always look for production from the bottom of the lineup, Jerry. There's a looping breaking ball that doesn't come down. It's 2-2. Two and two. But for the Bulldogs, their shortstop is on deck, Trevor Billadu. He is 1-for-1 one one today with a RBI single, a run score, and a walk. So there's strike three as Wilson blows it right by Shutter for the first out here in the top of the fifth inning. The before-mentioned... Trevor Bilodeau steps in here, wearing number one on his back. He is the shortstop for the Bulldogs. One for one of the day, as I said, with a walk and an RBI single and a run score. Wilson delivers. There's a line drive right at Luke Weller at shortstop. Makes the play, makes the throw, and we've got a second easy out. Nice play there on a hot shot. That ball almost undressed Weller there, but he stuck with it and made the play. And that'll bring up the center fielder for the Bulldogs, Rafael Fernandez. Fernandez has a sack bunt, a strikeout, and a walk today. But he has scored one of the six runs in that last inning when the Bulldogs put 11 batters to the plate. There's a breaking ball in the outer half of the plate for a strike. Nice job. Ian Wilson coming here throwing strikes. Just what you need to try and settle down this team uh, that gave up six runs. Throwing some heat. Yeah, and you, you talked about who was warming up. Lefty Evan Frannick in the pen. This ball's fouled back now to play. Catches the new netting put up here at Exeter, and that ball bounces off the first base dugout back onto the field. But Ian Wilson ahead quickly here, 0-2 on the leadoff man in the lineup here, the center fielder Rafael Fernandez. That net may have just saved that Toyota Tacoma truck. A little bit of a... You know, payment there. I, I would say that it's uh, 
It certainly saves an insurance claim. I think it's a saving a little bit of a deductible there. I don't know. Let's yep. see what happens. Yep. So one and two in Fernandez here as Wilson gets two quick outs here in the top of the fifth. Here comes the one-two delivery. Breaking ball on the outside half. Fernandez held back. It evens the count at two and two. Dude, he had him fooled. He had him hanging out over there thinking if he wanted to swing or not. Yeah, he was looking at it. There's a fastball on the right inside half of the plate again. Brandon is hanging out of the plate looking for something in the outer half. Nice job by Ian Wilson coming in getting two strikeouts. Facing the eight, nine, and one hitters and makes quick work of them. We go to the bottom of the fifth inning. Eagles trail by five. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Quenching the thirst and filling the bellies of Berks Countyans for over 180 years, the new Birdies Inn in Exeter Township is open again under new ownership. Known for the best burgers in Berks, come check out the new inside renovations and visit the spacious deck when it opens in the spring. Great food, great people, great prices, and live music every week. The new Birdies Inn is located at 160 Old Friedensburg Road in Exeter Township. There's always something new with the old inn. Don't throw away your favorite t-shirts just because you don't have room to store them. Make them into a memory quilt. Meg's Quilted Memories turns your old t-shirts into a quilt, one that you can cherish for a lifetime or give as a gift. These high quality, fully customized t-shirt quilts are made right here in Reading. They're perfect to give or get for any occasion, including your favorite 2022 graduate. Meg's Quilted Memories, stitching together your life story. Visit them at MegsQuiltedMemories.com. It's the Exeter Sports Network. And we're back here as we go to the bottom of the fifth inning. And leading it off for the Eagles will be a pinch hitter. Jake Mearswinski steps in to the plate, the senior backup first baseman. Swings through the first pitch for a strike one. Mirzwinski comes in with no batting average on the season, but a 3.33 on base average. He's just had two at bats to start the season. That was a fastball in the outer half, and, and Jake is down the count quickly, 0-2. I'm disputing that call. Looked outside to me. Well, when you're streaming along. Well, see that, that, that one was closer. Okay, well, the one thing that you can do from up here is we have a chance to, to look right down the home plate. It's like, talk about being perched like gargoyles up here above the diamond. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and that pitch is down and away here to Mirzwinski, and he is evens the count at two balls and two strike. Perched like a couple of gargoyles in Rifton. Here comes a 2-2 delivery. There's a foul ball off that big screen on the right side and brings it back down behind the dugout. That one was taken out a window at a house <laughs> without that netting. That had some power to it. So Mirzwinski pinch hitting here in the bottom of the fifth. Nobody on, nobody out. The leadoff man. He sits 2-2 two and two in the count. Here comes the offering. Fastball in tight, and the count runs full.
Got a good bunch of people listening, Mike. That's good to hear. I know our friends at Sneakerville are listening. Are they? They are. Excellent. The ball beat dead at the plate here by Mirzwinski as he stays alive. Good job of battling here by Jake Mirzwinski as the count remains full. Sneaker Villa is a uh, supplier of uh, Exeter for many of the, the things the athletic things. teams do, yes. Um, all the bags and jackets and, and things like that that the high school use, even the junior high team, are all done through Sneaker Villa. Well, that's good to hear. And we're glad they're listening. Yep, full count here, Mazwinski. Umpire lost the pitch somewhere along the bat, but no problem. So here comes Lehman's 3-2 offering again. There's a line drive into center field. It's going to fall for a base hit. And Mirzwinski leads off the bottom of the fifth with a single to right center field. Nice job there. Really quality at bat by Jake Mirzwinski. Fouled off two balls at the plate there. Full count. And then dumped it into the right side. That's how you start a rally, Mike. Can't rally if you don't get on base. It's just that simple. Any way possible, get on base. And again, down by five runs. You need a lot of guys to get on base. So that turns the lineup over to Owen Wisner, the leadoff man. 0 for 1 today. Mirzwinski takes his lead off first base. Lehman sets. Here comes the pitch. Breaking ball down and away. I have not seen Wilson get anybody up here. So, again, Lehman, the uh, Lehigh recruit, looks like he is going to continue to go through with no help. Comes set again at the belt. Here comes the 1-0. Fastball right inside for a strike. Evens the count at 1-1 one one here to Owen Wisner, the Eagles' left fielder. Wilson shuffles off first base. Lehman gives a look. Now he comes to a set position at the belt. There's a breaking ball in the dirt. Nice job by Shutter to, to pick that ball. Count goes to two and one. Wizzy needs to hit a ball here hard somewhere and find a hole. Here comes a two-one offering. Ball is up and in three and one. Now, Wizzy, as a leadoff man, has got to take this pitch regardless. He has got to take this pitch. A slow roll to third base. It's going to be a tough play. Hunsker is in, makes a throw. Nice job there by Tommy Hunsker. Coming in a slow roller and throwing a strike to first base. Mirzwinski moves up to second base. But that's a fine play by the third baseman, Tommy Hunsker, as it goes 5-3 to three in the book for the first out. Indeed it was a very nice charge of the ball and uh, not an easy throw to make either. No, on the run like that. Again, I would have liked to have seen Wisner take that pitch. Even if it's a strike, count goes full and you get Mirzwinski moving on the play when it was a full count. Right. But as it is, we have one out here in the bottom of the fifth inning and a leadoff single by Jake Mirzwinski has moved up to second base. So now batting is Alex Kelsey, the center fielder. Kelsey's one for two today with a strikeout and a double. There's a breaking ball, backdoor curveball by Lehman for a strike. Head coach Sarah Kuglia yelling out to the defense, no doubles defense, meaning they're backing up the outfielders. Ball stays in front. He will give up the run on the base hit here, but he will not give up a guy in scoring position. There's a slow roll to the right side. Layman covers. He gets the bag before Got Kelsey. Him. Nice play there by the first baseman, Livingston, and the pitcher, Layman. As Livingston got the ball to Layman as soon as possible, Layman got to the bag and beat Kelsey there as the ground out goes 3-1. to one. 
Mirzwinski moves up to third base, but again, need base runners to get a comeback. Can't just move one guy along. So here comes the hot hitting Brady Hanahoe. Two for two in the day with an RBI single in the third and a single in the first. Let's see if Lehman starts with a breaking ball. And he does start him with a breaking ball as Hanahoe ripped that first pitch or, or second pitch fastball uh, last at bat. So, so I figured we see a breaking ball there. See if he backs up another breaking ball again. Nope, there's a fastball, a good hack by Hanahoe as he fouls it back and out of play. Falls in the count 0-2. Cole Lehman trying to see his way out of the bottom of the fifth here. Exeter has a runner in scoring position on third base. Lead off single by Jake Mirzwinski. Two ground balls have gotten into third. There's a high fastball out of the zone. Good job by Brady Hanahoe to lay off that. Looking for something he can put in play here. He brings that breaking ball back down to his feet here after that high fastball. And the pitch in the dirt, Hanahoe swings. Field up by Shutter, makes the throw to first base, and Hanno's out with a strikeout, and no damage done for the Eagles. As they get no runs on one hit, they leave one on. At the end of five full, it's Wilson six, Exeter one. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen. By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Seasons Cafe in Flying Hills scratches your gourmet itch. Chef Joe Church has been serving Redding's culinary community for 35 years with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, galamad, and the house favorite, sautéed soft-shell crabs. Seasons has a TripAdvisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. That's Seasons Cafe in the Flying Hills Center. Check us out on Facebook for hours of operation. Now let's get back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network. And so we're back here to Exeter with a new pitcher for the Eagles coming in as senior left-hander Evan Frannick getting his first pitching action of the season. Mirzwinski will stay in the game and play first base as Frannick comes in for Nick Sider in the seventh spot. Mirzwinski will, I'm sorry, in the eighth spot. Mirzwinski will stay in the nine hole and play first base. Um, Weller moved to short earlier in the game when he came out from pitching. Um, you know, Jerry, nice job there by Ian Wilson, though, last inning. One, two, three, two strikeouts. Did a really nice job. Uh, gave one good inning, kind of settled the Eagles down. And now they turn it over to uh, Evan Frannick, another senior here, who this is a good job just getting Frannick in the game, get him some innings here, get possibly two innings here, and, um, you know, get him some work in because they're going to need another arm. They need more arms. And so a chance to see him here. 
Wilson did a fine job getting them through that one inning uh, t to get them reset, shall we say. Absolutely. I agree with that completely. And so that'll take us here as we talk about where we are in the lineup. That'll bring up the second baseman, Charlie France, 0 for 3 today. He's got the hat trick going, three strikeouts. So Cupid and, and Frank have their last little conversation as he returns behind the plate, does Cupid, and we're ready for action here in the top of the sixth inning. Wilson leads it six to one. Frank from the wine and his delivery. Fastball up in the zone, ball one. So for the Eagles, they've got Cupid behind the dish. Mirzwinski at first, Hanahoe at second, Wellrett short, Shearing at third, Wisner in left, Kelsey in center, and Payne in right. That's the second offering from Frantic is up and out of the zone, 2-0. There's a strike for Frantic, and it's 2-1. Nice job by Evan to work himself back here and, and get a strike in there. Takes a little bit of the pressure off and can relax now. We're back and just go back to pitching now. Frantic the lefty. Delivers their strike two. Count levels at a pair of strikes at two and two. So the 2-2 two -two offering from Frannick. Up and out. That runs the count to full. With the, with the exclusion of Wilson, Exeter's pitchers have been behind the count pretty much all day long, Jerry. You're not going to win games pitching from behind. Here comes Frantic's 3-2 offering. Strike three right by. France strikes out for the Golden Sombrero. That's four Ks on the day. <laughs> the Eagles start around the horn, and that's got to take a little bit of relief into Evan Frantic's lungs there as he takes a deep breath. He gets the ball back from Devin Shearing, and that'll bring up Livingston, who's one for one today with two walks and a single to left. That was a great uh, at-bat by the pitcher. You following me? No. He did a great job on the batter. Oh, okay. Okay. Now I'm following you. Okay. You can tell when the more powerful hitters come up, Jerry. Look where the third base coach goes. They go back and away. They back up and they back <laughs> out of the way. Because they know that that ball gets ripped down the line. They got nowhere to go. So <laughs> Wilson's Mike Zintek, who's been in the box pretty much all day, almost to the front of it, is now out of the box, down the left field line. As Livingston takes the third pitch, 3-0. and Great observation, Mike. Well, I've done it myself, you know. You, you think, hey, you know what? I'm going to let this guy swing away. I know what he can do. Let me just back up here, give myself maybe a split second a chance. And Livingston walks in four straight pitches for his third walk of the day. I'd say it takes getting hit one time to learn to back up. That it does. I don't think everybody's that smart, though. You still try and feel the hard ground balls, think you still can make the play, and you think, what are you doing? That'll bring up the left fielder, Ryan Sikulski, who had a huge hit in that six-run fourth inning for the Bulldogs. We have teenagers to chase these balls. Why am I chasing it? Frantic's first pitch is outside and away. 
And so that's five in a row for Evan. He's got to take a deep breath now, come back in and throw strikes here. First time pitching from the stretch. Holds the ball in his hand as he comes set to the belt. There's a strike pumped right in there by Evan. Nice job. Count goes to one and one here on Sikulski. Sikulski one for two with that two-run RBI single in the fourth. He lined out to second base in the first and walked in the third. That ball is up and away. Way. Count runs to two and one here on number seven, Ryan Sokolski, the right fielder for the Bulldogs. Frenick wears number 16. And he delivers. There's a fly ball to right field. Payne makes the catch. Working towards the right field line for two outs. So good job there by Evan Frank to come back and get that fly out to right field for the second out of the inning. And that'll bring up number 13, Nick Ruiz, who came into the game in that fourth inning and hit that ground ball that was thrown away by extra second baseman that continued that huge inning. So, Mike, am I making an ugly observation and saying it appears that they left Weller in too long? Um, no, because if you remember that inning started with an error by the shortstop mm -hmm. and then was capped off by a play where they should have just taken the out at first base on the on the squeeze bunt where they came home and then the throw away from the second baseman. So I think Weller could have seen himself out of it. He just didn't get any help from his defense that inning. There goes Livingston from first. Cupid's up and throws. And he is safe with his second stolen base of the day. Okay, let's call it an inaccurate observation. No, I, I'm not saying you, you, you could have been right. I just don't know if they had a guy ready who was going to give you more than what Luke Well was giving you at that point. So Livington steals second base. Two outs here now. Wilson has a runner in scoring position. As Ruiz swings through the offering from Frannick. And Frannick and Cuba kind of looked at each other like, hey, is that the pitch you wanted me to throw? Because you kind of look fooled on it. <laughs> So again, we talked about when runners are on second base, you change up your sequence of signs. And uh, Evan might be flying blind here, and, and that's never good for the catcher. There's a pitch on the outside half of the plate. Two balls and one strike. Yeah, he just called him in. I think you're right. Well, again, I, I, I think, you know, again, usually you, you'll, you'll say, hey, we'll have an indicator with the guy on second base, and then the first signal after that, or hey, it's going to be the third signal I give you, whatever it is. But if you're not on the same page, the catcher's back there by himself thinking, okay, what am I getting? And the pitcher's flying blind because he's thinking, well, I thought I saw this, so here it comes. So again, frantic from the stretch. Two outs here in the top of the sixth inning. It's a 6-1 Wilson lead. Ruben Livingston on second base after a walk and a stolen base. And there's a foul ball right at us, Jerry, almost. Net was I ducked. There. There's no need to duck. You have a, net, a screen right in front I know. of you. It's reflex, Mike. Possibly, uh, I, I, until the ball comes through a, a chain link fence, I'm not going to flinch on him. Haven't seen it happen yet. So, But Frannick does a good job here again, even now. Seems like there's a lot of confusion through the middle infielders of what they're doing as well. So it was something they want to talk about after this inning. There's a pitch out in the way. So that runs to count full. First base is open, but you don't want to put another runner on here for Exeter here as they're already down by five. Can't afford to put any free runners on. Make them earn it. 
Ruiz calls time at the plate. As again, it's a little bit of delay between what pitches they want to go with here between Frannick and Chase Cupid behind the dish. So they have the sign they want. Here comes a 3-2 offering. Foul ball backing out of play. Off the net, coming down right there next to us about 15 feet away. And we'll come back 3-2 again. Frannick adjusts his hat. Jerry, the one thing I have learned, every left-handed pitcher I've ever seen can never wear their hat straight. It's either cockeyed off to the side or something like that. As he buries that with the dirt, good block there by Cupid. As Ruiz is a two-out walk to put runners on first and second for the Bulldogs, as that'll bring up Nick Krikrona. So are you saying that's a defect of the lefties? They pull their hat so hard, they always pull it to their left hand when they put their hat on. It just always looks odd. Okay. So this is Nick Krakona for his first at bat of the day as he went in for left fielder Jake Cope last inning. And there's another ball down the dirt, blocked well by Cupid. Nick Krakona's father, Mark Krakona, was a very fine pitcher for Governor from the Mustangs back in the day. And he later played with my brother at Albright College on a very good baseball team at Albright. Uh, Mark was an outstanding pitcher, an all-county pitcher at Mifflin, and uh, then later went to Marshall. Oh, we got a delay steal here. Just getting out, just getting out. We got runners trapped between first and second. Rizwinski's going to run Ruiz got down. Him. That's going to end the inning. And so Excellent. Ruiz gets run down there. Krakona will still bat next inning, so we don't lose his at bat. But that's going to go two to three for the put out, for the third out right there so for the Bulldogs that inning they have no runs no hits and they leave one on as the second runner was thrown out and that'll take us here to the bottom of the sixth inning it's 6-1 Bulldogs we'll be back right after this you're listening to the Exeter Sports Network Quenching the thirst and filling the bellies of Berks Countyans for over 180 years, the new Birdies Inn in Exeter Township is open again under new ownership. Known for the best burgers in Berks, come check out the new inside renovations and visit the spacious deck when it opens in the spring. Great food, great people, great prices, and live music every week. The new Birdies Inn is located at 160 Old Friedensburg Road in Exeter Township. There's always something new with the old inn. Tired of the sticker shock of auto repair shops? Prime Auto Service at 3150 St. Lawrence Avenue has just the fix. Frank and his crew are efficient, thorough, and have the best labor rate in town. A full auto repair shop, they do state inspections and can conquer any auto repair issue you have. So don't let sticker shock get you anymore. Go to Prime Auto Service. Call 610-401-0376. That's 610-401-0376. Prime Auto Service. Also your local U-Haul rental provider. And 
we're back here to extra for the bottom of the six as the Eagles shortstop Luke Weller steps in here. Down to the count here, 0-2 after taking a fastball and then swinging a curveball in the dirt. Here comes the 0-2 offering. That's swing and a miss. He struck him out. And I will tell you, Jerry, that after six innings or five and a third, Lehman is still throwing the ball very hard. Yeah, it's uh, th there is no question he's blowing it right by people. So, Jerry, here you go. Rosie's now batting. Pinching here for Cupid is Rohan. Talagata Dadivi. So, Rohan will go in a catch here probably the last innings. He swings and misses at the first pitch. You're doing a whole Inagata Davida thing because it's your father's favorite song. You were right. You remember that. I know, yeah. Wrestling meet, man. Some of those five-match tournament weekends are long weekends together, huh? That was fun. <laughs> and Rosie fouls it straight back into the catcher's mask. That caught Shutter right in the mask. And this umpire is going to walk this ball out. He's going to rub it down a little bit. He's going to change balls, talk to the pitch a little bit, and let Shutter catch himself here, make sure he's okay. As Coach Kuglia walks out, just to make sure his catcher's okay. And that's some of the uh, gentlemanship you get here in baseball. Had that ball hit the umpire, the catcher would have done the exact same thing. He would have walked that ball out to the pitcher, talked to him for a little bit, then walked back and said, hey, you good, sir? Now the umpire usually comes back and they usually kick the plate, the dirt, or the plate off the dirt, just to mm -hmm. make sure the catcher is pretty good. They talk to him, right. and then we go back to it. Right. So Rohan steps back in here, down to the count, 0-2. If I'm not mistaken... If I'm not mistaken, Mike, that was at the uh, the Octorara wrestling meet. Octorara? Yes. Yes, I, I think you may be right. Or maybe that was two years ago. I don't remember. No, you no, were was this two years year. ago. It would have been this May. year. You're right. It was. It was either there or one of the other places we were at. Here comes a 2-1 offering. That's inside. I'm sorry. 1-2 offering. Makes it 2-2 two two here to Rohan Talagadivi. I told you I was going to get it right. Talagadivi. No, there's two. See, you're, you're not getting it right either because there's the two da-das. It's Talagata Dadivi. Talagata Dadivi. And mm -hmm. Rohan swings through and strikes out for the second out. And that is Cole Lehman's 11th strikeout of the day. Talagata Dadivi, bud. There's no two dadas. You wrote it down wrong. We'll see. <laughs> You're probably right. I'm looking at the Exeter uh, roster. About to bring up the, the Eagles right fielder, Colin Payne. As he takes a fastball right down the middle. There's a breaking ball that flinches Payne at the plate and breaks right over for a strike. Got to keep that front shoulder in. Once you start bailing out, there's no chance. Choking up on his bat, Mike. Now he knows he's getting a hard throwing. Here comes the 0-2 offering. Fastball right wow, by man. him. Wow. And Lehman is pumped as he comes off the mound with his 12th strikeout of the game here through six innings. He is certainly worth the advertisement. And that takes us into the top of the seventh. It's 6-1 Bulldogs here at Riften. We'll be right back after this break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network.
Don't throw away your favorite t-shirts just because you don't have room to store them. Make them into a memory quilt. Meg's Quilted Memories turns your old t-shirts into a quilt, one that you can cherish for a lifetime or give as a gift. These high-quality, fully customized t-shirt quilts are made right here in Reading. They're perfect to give or get for any occasion, including your favorite 2022 graduate. Meg's Quilted Memories, stitching together your life story. Visit them at MegsQuiltedMemories.com. Seasons Cafe in Flying Hills scratches your gourmet itch. Chef Joe Church has been serving Reading's culinary community for 35 years with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, galamad, and the house favorite, sautéed soft-shell crabs. Seasons has a TripAdvisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. That's Seasons Cafe in the Flying Hills Center. Check us out on Facebook for hours of operation. Now let's get back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network. And we're back here at the top of the seventh inning. Exeter's made a number of changes here defensively. So we'll kind of go around. We've got Rohan Talagata Devi behind the dish. Jake Mirzwinski at first. Brady Hanahoe at second. Luke Weller at third. Checking in at third base is the sophomore Gavin Marr playing third. Owen Wisner in left. We've got Kelsey in center yet. And playing right field now is Ian Dobernecki. So that puts the nine defensively for the Eagles here as we've got Marr, as I said, going in for Sheeran at third base. Dobernecki going in for uh, Payne in right field here in the six hole. So leading it off here, though, batting again will be Nick Krakona, the uh, new left fielder, as he was at the plate last inning when we had a caught stealing from Cupid to Mirzwinski at first base. And the first pitch by Frannick is just off the plate outside. Pop in that pitch. Yeah, we just got to bring it down over the plate, though. It's half the battle. <laughs> I think that's the whole battle. <laughs> like that? I think he may have been given one there, but we'll take it. So, Krakona 2 1 the count here. Here comes Frenix offering from the left side. That ball bounces way in front. Nice job by Rohan to pick that ball out of the dirt. 3-1 here to Krakona. Rosie stayed right in front of that one, man. Did a real nice job there. And it's great to see that effort when no one's on base and you're down by five. That's still a good job. <laughs> no, I mean that in a, in a positive way. And there's a leadoff walk for Nick Krakona. That's Frank's third walk in, in an inning so far and plus work. That'll bring up Number eight, the third baseman, Tommy Hunsier. Hunsier, you, 0 for 2 on the day. You meant that he's taking nothing for granted. He's still working hard back there and, right. and giving a full effort. That's that's all I'm trying to say. There's another ball down the dirt, picked by Rohan. Hunsier heading the count, 1-0.
And there's a ball two, two and oh. I, I don't know this for sure, but I believe that Tommy Hunsinger may be the son of the Reading Phillies general manager, Scott Hunsinger. Just taking a look around to see if I see Scott Hunsinger here, but I don't see him. There's 3-0, ball gets away from Rohan. That'll be a wild pitch as Krakona goes into second base sliding. But that's a wild pitch there. Does Hunsinger live in Exeter? The no. Bill's guy? No, he lives in Wilson. They live in Wilson. No. Oh, I, I'm sorry. But Scott Hunsinger is an Albright alumni. Is he? He is. Much of his family is as well. There's a strike. Doing my best Andy Musser imitation there. <laughs> is that irrelevant or just uh, <laughs> that he's behind in what's going on? <laughs> yeah. That ball is up and Hunsinger draws his second walk of the day. So this will be Christian Valent. Another interesting story about Christian Valent in a second here. Valent hitting for shutter. Christian Valent's father is former Major League Baseball player Eric Valent, who played for the Phillies and the Mets and one other team I don't remember. But he was a uh, really good player for the Reading Phillies, went to the, the Philadelphia Phillies and then to the Mets and had two or three good seasons with the Mets. And he stayed here. Yeah, you know. So first pitch to Valen is a ball down. Rosie going to the mound. Just a little break here. So Coach Freeze goes to the mound, pulls the whole infield here, first and second, nobody out. Christian Valen at the plate here. Ahead in the count already, 1-0. Probably trying to sell, settle Evan Frannick down a little bit here. First time he's been on the mound all year. Not sure why Exeter is holding the runner at first base in a 6-1 game. But inquiring minds, 1-0. Frannick from the belt, 1-0 offering. That is up as well. So I do hear activity in the Wilson bullpen, so I imagine that Cole Lehman is done for the day, but what an outstanding game he had today pitching Jerry. I believe he had, what was it, 11, 11 strikeouts today. Didn't you say 12? Was it 12? Maybe I put yeah. the last one down. You said 12 book. at the last. So, uh, uh, right, the last one was a 12 strikeout. So 12 strikeouts today. Don't know what his pitch count here because I look at your sheet and I don't see it. So yeah, I uh, I was a little busy. I'm told by a longtime Exeter resident and baseball fanatic Barry Zintek, the older brother of Wilson's third base coach Michael Zintek, that Layman threw 99 pitches today. And it looks like they're going to get Michael Greenewald up in the Exeter bullpen, but the bases are loaded here. Uh, with the third walk this inning. So bases are loaded, and Evans struggling to find a strike here. And they can't go back out to talk to him because the next next appearance they make by a coach, they've got to pull him. 
So that'll bring up the number nine hole hitter, Trevor Bilodeau, who's had a really nice day. He's one for two with an RBI single and a walk. And warming up for the Bulldogs is senior Owen Gang, who we'll probably see here in the bottom of the seventh inning. There's a fly ball, right field. Dobrenecki under it, makes the grab. Here comes the throw, runner tags for third. Cut by Miswinski, the throw, and he is safe. So Krakona scores, diving into home plate. We get a sack fly for Billadu, and that is the seventh run across here today for the Bulldogs. Second RBI for Trevor Billadu. And that is a first out. And the runner from second base, Tommy Hunsinger, moves up to third. And Christian Valent, number 22, stays at first base. So uh, extra catcher Rohan Taladadivi is out, given the first and third signals. And that'll bring up the leadoff hitter, Rafael Fernandez. Jerry, you want to make a comment there? What? What, Taladadivi? You got it. Thank you. <laughs> Taladadivi. <laughs> So Valent takes his lead off first base. Frank to the belt, delivers. There's a ground ball to short. This could be two. Weller to Hanahoe. No throw to, from second to first, though. And the run will score. Fernandez will get the RBI as Hunsinger comes across for the eighth run. I love it. The ump is, is yelling back to us. So batting here in the two slot will be Ryan Burkus. Burkus is a senior, hitting for France, the second baseman. France was 0 for 4 with four strikeouts. That'll be number 10 then, Burkus here, coming to hit. So Burkus steps in, runner on first is Fernandez. Frank Delivers the ball up in the zone, but gets the strike. Frantic steps over and throws over. That's going to be a balk. Frantic stepped to first base and did not throw it. He has to throw the ball there. So that is a balk. So that puts Fernandez in scoring position, 8-1 for Wilson. Again, Ryan Burkus at the dish here. It's 0-1 to Burkus. Fernandez comes to the belt. Nice job by Talgadivi to block the ball in the dirt there. No advancement by Fernandez, and the count goes to 1-1. One one. Rohan is certainly quick behind the dish there, doing a nice job. Burkus has the count, one and one. Frantic from the set position. Ball down, two and one the count now. Burkus comes into today, no batting average as he is 0 for 6 on the season as he steps in here with two outs here in the top of the seventh inning. Another ball in the dirt, blocked well by Rohan. Takes it to three and one. And on deck is Ruben Livingston. 
one for one on the day with three walks and, and a single. And I'm sure he's chomping at the bit to get one more at bat with runners on and one of them being in scoring position. There's a ground ball to third, right to Mars. Takes a hard oh. hop off Mars' head. Shoots into left field. Fernandez will score. That's going to be a base hit. Nothing Mark could do. That ball took a wicked hop off the grass right there on the cutout before third base. Yeah, he took a second to get up, too. He, he's okay. Coach Freeze out to check on Gavin Marr. Uh, certainly nothing Gavin could do there. No, it, it just hit right at the lip, didn't it? Yeah, it took, hit right off that dirt spot there and just mm -hmm. took a huge hop. That'll be an RBI single. Pushes it to 9-1 with Burkus on first base. And as the plate, as we talked about, hot hitting Ruben Livingston. 5 for 12 on the season. Looking to do a little more damage here. There's a ball in the dirt. Hits off the umpire. And Burgos will get the second pace on the pass ball. And yeah, the umpire took that right off the ankle bone. And no part of it did Rosie get a chance to block it. And that, that's going to smart. He's going to certainly feel that tomorrow morning. But right now, it doesn't feel any better. That one's going to leave a mark. Well, he's got those big shin guards on. I don't know if he hit the shin guard or not, though. And he's got the plate on. But I think that caught him on the inside part of the ankle. So, yeah, I agree with it. There might be laces marks on there. <laughs> Rawlings could be stamped on his uh, ankle. <laughs> I'm sure the laces definitely are. The little, little red dots all up there right now. So here comes the 1-0 from Frannick. Swing and a Oof. miss by Livingston. It's 1-1 one one out ahead of that pitch. So two outs here with Burkus on second base in scoring position for Ruben Livingston. All Burke selection as a junior. Certainly will be this year. Going to Kent State next year to play baseball. There's another swing and a miss, and boy, he swung out of his shoes there. He tried to hit that ball over the high school in left field. <laughs> and he is going for it. And third base coach Mike Zintek didn't move. He just keeps his hands in the pocket. Like, that's not the swing we're looking for right now. So one and two here. Frantic ahead. Here comes the pitch. Ball blocked off by Rohan. Goes to the right. No advancement. Nice job by Rohan there to block that ball in the dirt. Count evens up at two and two. Good hustle going to grab it too, Rohan. As I said, he does a nice job back here. He's a great hustler. You know, always a positive kid. Does a really nice job. So we're back to two and two. Two outs here in the top of the seventh. It's 9-1 Wilson. And there's a ball on the inside corner of the plate. Down goes nice. Livingston looking. Wilson puts three more on the board on just one hit. They leave one on base at the end of six and a half. It's 9-1 Bulldogs as we come for the last of the seventh. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting, a teenager learning the lingo. Today I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. 
Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying, that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying, totally, just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, rad just the same. To learn more, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Now let's get back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network. And we're back here for the bottom of the seventh inning. Wilson is way out in front, 9-1 to one over the Eagles this afternoon. Uh, we're getting a pitching change here. Senior, um, Owen, I'm sorry, junior Owen Gang, uh, number nine, coming into the game. He's pitched in one game before. Um, let's finish up Lehman's outing here. Cole Lehman went six innings. He threw 99 pitches, um, had 12 strikeouts, two walks, both in the first inning, scattered five hits and one run that was earned over his six innings. Outstanding outing for the Lehigh recruit. And so now there's an issue with Gang coming into pitch. I don't know what the situation is. His glove... His glove has a white stripe on the back of the glove. And so that is, again, we talked a little bit the other day about certain things about wearing batting gloves and stuff right. like that. Right. That's in the pitcher's eye. So they're going to make him put a piece of black tape over his glove. Um, there may be no other lefties on the team that he can use their glove. But I think Livingston pitches as well. So he might be able to use uh, Livingston's right hand, though. I take it back because he plays third base as well. Um, if so they need black tape, I've got some black tape. I don't know, but, you know, as we go here, again, we talked about this game being a, a really a big win for both teams, Jerry, coming in. Wilson, again, trying to right the ship. 0-4 coming out. They dropped the first Burks one game to Mifflin and uh, came out and did a nice job today. Looks like he found another glove to use here. So he's going to use another glove here. Is gang. Oh, no, actually they taped it. So, so, yeah. Oh, that's, that's it's 41. It's 41. Oh, this is Matt Van Ostenbridge. He was not warming up, Mike. I'm just telling you. So Van Ostenbridge comes in the pitch here. I take it back. Maybe it should have been Gang. He didn't have the white on his glove. But it could, um, there but you go. So Van Ostenbridge uh, has appeared in three games so far this year. Uh, he's a lefty. Throws the ball hard, looking to close this up. Where's number 41, as you said? But we talked about this game being important for, for both teams. And again, this was a game that Exeter needed to come out and establish themselves and say, hey, we, we can compete in Burks 1. Uh, we haven't won a title in, in a number of years, but this year we can compete. We've got a lot of seniors. It's a heavy senior team. And to come out here and get beaten 9-1 is, is a tough afternoon, I believe. Yeah. That's a tough afternoon for Exeter. This is, this is certainly a kick in the pants. Yeah, you got to, uh, the, the good news is they can regroup quickly and uh, they're playing Daniel Boone on Wednesday. So how's that one look? 
I'm sorry. Say that again. I was. I, I was. The bus just came back from the JV game. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> trying to see. Griff, Griff, my, my son Griffin played today at Wilson, so I was trying to see how he did. Okay. And, uh, I'm. Uh, I, I said that uh, you know they got to regroup quickly here. Absolutely. They've got Daniel Boone away on Wednesday. Yeah, absolutely. Which is another division game, and so. You know, certainly not what they want to come out and put out here in Burks One. You know, getting pounded at home nine-one. But uh, you gotta say, you know, short-term memory. Move on. So we go to the bottom of the seventh inning. That'll bring up Gavin Marr, the third baseman. Took that shot off the ground ball, off the head or shoulder last inning. First pitch to him is a strike from Van Austin Bridge. A swing and a miss by Marty's down the count quickly, 0 and 2. And there, strike three on the inside half of the plate. Mar goes down on three quick pitches as, as Van Ostenbridge, probably a little upset about the glove issue, comes out firing strikes and dealing. So that'll bring up. The pitcher, Evan Franick. This will be Evan's first at bat today. It's lefty on lefty here again. There's a ball up in the zone. It's a ball. Franick comes in today. Looking to see what his stance were. Um, he is 0 for 7 uh, on the season. And there's a strike right down the middle. It's a 1 and 1 to, to Evan Franick. Van Ostenberg is throwing some heat. Yeah, nice job to bring in here late in the game and just uh, let it rip. Breaking ball. Spins frantic around the lefty on lefty, and Van Ostenbridge kind of just smiles in saying, yeah, I don't get to do that a whole lot to righties, but I can certainly spin a lefty around. <laughs> and again, we talked about before, you've got to keep the front shoulder in if you're going to hit. He throws it again. Frantic swings and misses the ball, bounces away. Burkus is on it and gets the put out at first base. So two quick strikeouts. That'll go 2-3 for the put out. And that'll bring up Jake Mirzwinski. Mirzwinski, one for one today, coming in the fifth inning with an RB, uh, with a, a base hit single to right center field and a chance here to double up his hits for the season. First pitch is inside. So Matt Van Ostenbridge comes in firing strikes, throwing the ball hard. Here's the 0-1 delivery, 1-1-0 uh, delivery. It's a ball 2-0. Von Mirzwinski right now with two outs. Now I'm taking the swing with everything I got. I'm mm -hmm. looking dead red fastball down the middle, and I'm unloading on it. That ball is up 3-0. Good eye there by Jake Mirzwinski. Good patience. Sure, he has a take sign here, 3-0, but who knows with two outs in the bottom of the seventh. We'll see what happens. He does, and he watches a fastball right down the chute. He's got to throw it again, Jake, so don't worry about it. Now you sit on it. Again, you're going to get the same pitch again, most likely. Here comes that 3-1 fastball. And Jake oh. takes a good cut right through it. And count goes full. Full count here. And there's a ball, and Mirzwinski draws a two-out walk here in the bottom of the seventh inning. That'll bring up Michael Greenewalt, pinch hitting for Owen Wisner. 
Greenewalt stepping in. Now, the thing about Greenewalt, Jerry, is this. He is one for one of the season. He's a thousand batting average right now. It's amazing. They're not gonna hold Mirzwinski. Pitches a strike to Greenewalt. And Livingston stays way back. If I'm Mirzwinski, I gotta take this bag here. There's strike two. And the reason I say that is even if there's a ground ball hit, you gotta make a make the throw across the diamond. Yeah. Don't give him the short throw. Yeah. I'm not holding you. Uh, if I'm Jake, I gotta take off here. And he doesn't. Nope. There's the ball. So one and two to Michael Greenwald here, two outs in the bottom of the seventh inning. Yeah, again, a, a ground ball to shorter second, they can take the easy flip. There's strike three and a breaking oh ball, boy. and that ends it. Oh, boy. That's a heartbreaker. So for Van Ostenbridge, he comes in and gets three strikeouts. That's 15 on the day for Wilson. And that's a wrap. It's 9-1. Wilson taking this Division I game. We'll be back with a recap right after this. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Quenching the thirst and filling the bellies of Berks Countyans for over 180 years, the new Birdies Inn in Exeter Township is open again under new ownership. Known for the best burgers in Berks, come check out the new inside renovations and visit the spacious deck when it opens in the spring. Great food, great people, great prices, and live music every week. The new Birdies Inn is located at 160 Old Friedensburg Road in Exeter Township. There's always something new with the old inn. It's the Exeter Sports Network. And so we're back here to Exeter for a wrap-up of this game. Exeter drops this Berks one game to their opponent, the Wilson Bulldogs, by a score of 9-1. to one. Um, Exeter came out today and, and just kind of you know got out to an early lead, one nothing in the third inning, gave up a huge six-run fourth inning, which was... Uh, Kind of booked end by two errors for all those runs and then gave up three again here in the top of the seventh with a couple of walks and, and um, timely hitting for the Bulldogs there. You know, Exeter, one run on five hits and three errors. The Wilson Bulldogs, nine runs on five hits. And there's your difference. It's called capitalizing on mistakes, right, Mike? Absolutely, absolutely. And so, again... Now, I'm sure Coach Freeze will go back over the, with the team tonight. And you talked about they've got to kind of forget this game and move on to Wednesday's game. But, you know, the, the thing is, you know, they had chances and opportunities here. They had a lead, and then they couldn't hold it. And, again, defense kind of failed them for a team that had done well all year defensively. Just didn't happen today. But uh, that will wrap things up here. Exeter falls to 4-2 and two in the season. Wilson improves to 1-4. 
Um, we've got Exeter at Daniel Boone on Wednesday. That is correct. And Darren Ziner will bring you that game to you. I certainly look forward to that. Uh, we appreciate you joining us today. And as always, we appreciate you listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Have a good night, everyone. Take care. Thank you for joining us for this presentation of Exeter Softball on the Exeter Sports Network. Brought to you by the new Birdies Inn. 160 Old Freedensburg Road in Exeter and Prime Auto Service, 3150 St. Lawrence Avenue. This has been a presentation of Jerry Gallup Media. Good night.